We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah! What the fuck? Yes! No, 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 no! Pick six to the house! Oh, baby, Son of a bitch. You really just hijacked your intro. I gotta say one thing, all right? And I'm gonna put myself over. Of all the shows that come out of San Diego Studio, here we go. I think I have the most, like, popular, explosive intro. No, you don't. Yeah, the ah, yes is like beloved yeah, where did that come ah who, yeah, does, who you, does that you, you set the tone you come out with energy bro nick i taught you that no you did not at i all. started yelling first fuck mine's better That's okay anyway Char- <laughs> yo, charlie was sleeping he yeah just, like, my dog what the fuck? Right first of all if this is here. the first episode that someone's listening of the show they're like what is going on here <laughs> probably yeah. <laughs> welcome to vm we might be turned off by now <laughs> turned off turned it up turned off for what for ah yeah, okay, here's Tim, guys. <laughs> Me, Tim. He's a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> um. He's anyway, Tim. Tim's uh, five hundred. Boss, how was your trip to Philly? Popping. Yo, Set oh. courtside for the second year yeah. in a row. Thing. Third year. Shout out Third to Boban. Season. Yeah, Boban fucks me. Od. Boban what? Boban fucks with me. Oh, fucks with you. It did, it did sound a little <laughs> different. <laughs> Boban fucks me, OD. Yeah, he just like skipped the width real quick. Nah, it was quick. quick <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. We went down, we got cheesesteaks. Yo, I put in my GPS, cheesesteaks right away. Pats. <laughs> cheesesteaks, first stop. Then we went to the hotel, and then we went to the game. Sat right behind the Pistons bench. It was lit. Did what Josh with, chuck uh, a three-pointer? Th- uh, three nah, we tried, but it wasn't working out. They were, <laughs> they were losing, so they weren't feeling it. Last year, they were up like 30 at half. Nice. So it was all funny games. Well, yo, what a difference a year makes. How, how was the crowd over there? Because yeah, they've yo, been through some like so slumps this over is our, there. The third season we went, and the first season, yo, the tickets were like 100 bucks to sit where we sat. Now it's up to 270 because Simmons is there now, who didn't really play that well. Yo, he can't shoot for nothing. <laughs> yo, he. Anyway, Embiid, Embiid Drummond was like yeah, a match. Yeah, yeah. It was hyped like all over the internet. Like Bleacher Report, they were going at it. 
uh, Drummond and Embiid exchanging words back to back through the media. So it was funny. And, and Drummond wound up fouling out, but they both dominated. Yo, Embiid gets the rock on the block, and he just goes up, and he's like, his hand is above the rim for a layup. Jesus. Crazy. But yo, we should go down there one day. I'm it's down. like right down the road. Yeah, you were saying it's how two it's two hours it's, door to door. It's, it's closer than AC. Atlantic City is. Yeah. Nice. Maybe yo, you know sure. how many times like it's like eleven o'clock in the summertime and I'm I'm just thinking, yo, I randomly want to just drive out to Philly and just get a cheesesteak and yeah, just yeah. come back. <laughs> That's kind of psychotic. Nah, it's really not though. Yo, two hours four hours for I'm a sandwich. You, I mean, I know they're crazy down there, but I'm surprised you haven't gone to Giants Eagles down there once ever. Yeah. No, I, Mad I sick, yo. Philly has, I wouldn't like, want to go there. Every city should do the what Philly did, the way they built those three stadiums together in a sports complex. Amazing. Yeah, you think so? You don't think it's a big cluster when, like, both games are going on? They never have both games going on. Well, there's There's been times in the past with the playoffs. If, Maybe, if, if like... If the Phillies are in the playoffs and then a game falls on a Sunday, there's some, like, shit going on. But then it's just lit. There's mad yeah. parking, like, because it's three arenas, so it's a whole plot of land. That was popping. They got the bars in the middle. Amazing. I went to a Mets Philly game out there. Everyone was so nice. It threw me off. Like I, th- I thought I was gonna go over there and there's gonna be some like assholes screaming at me. It's like they're like they were so nice. City so of brotherly love. Yeah. Shout out to Philly and their niceness. Should, no. We should, should go to a they Nick, nice out Nick game or a Philly game or Sixers game. I mean. Yeah. I don't Yo, know. when do the Knicks play the Sixers? We should go to that. VM live stream from the game? Should go to a Celtics game. Nick Celtics. I would love to oh, go to goodbye. Boston. Goodbye. I went. I've, Celtics I've been tickets to Bo- are probably insane. Mad pricey, yeah. Yeah, they, they're. Mad. I went Mad to. Well, I went to a playoff game in Boston. That was. That was pricey, but that's a playoff game. Yeah. Yo, we were trying to go to Washington last year. If. Uh, Bro, we were gonna go this year, like week. Uh, the Skins played some. The Skins played the Vikings, and the Wizards played the Hawks the night before yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah, night. Yeah. But I was thinking about the playoffs, how when the Wizards were going to play the Celtics, oh, if it yeah. would have fell on a weekend, we were thinking of either going to Boston or going yeah. to D.C. Don't let Danny. I hope Danny's not listening because this was a fiasco. We were all down. Danny's dog had to be walked in. Fucking his parents were away. I never said that. No. It reminds yeah. me of someone I know with uh, dog issues back in the day. <laughs> uh, you just made that up. <laughs> just really quick before we move on. We were going to the beach when we were younger. And when we all woke up in the morning, Nick decided he want he didn't want to go, but he didn't want to say that. True story. So he goes, "Yo, uh, Joey and Keith can't come because they gotta walk the dog. <laughs> we both have to walk the dog. <laughs> but like walking the dog is gonna take up the entire day. He's like, so we can't go. Everyone started blaming me. I'm like, he fucking made that up. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. You've also like you used the yo I gotta wash Chase excuse in the past when like there, you couldn't play football. Literally, yeah, Tim, literally Tim, never Tim, one time I've done Tim, that. the greatest yo, yes. excuse ever was I've never washed that dog was in my life. His life. ceiling was leaking. Oh, he was losing yeah. in Madden. Oh my god. Because he was undefeated in the right here come his he, it was a franchise. It was an online franchise. Guys, the absolute truth here. The abs- <laughs> it wasn't on the franchise, by the way, but the absolute truth here. Yo, it was the Madden League. It was yeah, it was. You were playing Danny in the Madden League. And you were on the Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you see, he's already so, started with lies. Went down so, 7-0, <laughs> punted, ceiling leaking. I was down 7-0. I had the ball. You did that, or... I had the ball, and I was, like, on the 40. Yeah. I had the ball. My ceiling started leaking right next to my <laughs> Xbox. So I was like, yo, my ceiling's leaking. I have to go. So I shut it off. <laughs> he was up 7-0. He makes it seem like he's like, yo, I was up... 20 something he said he when he tells us when danny tells that story he's like it was up 21 to 7 i have the ball i'm like it was 7 nothing and it wasn't even halfway through the first i had the ball it's the first time i had it it was probably the first time he was trailing too and he quit 
Yeah, they hold on to everything. You know what I'm saying? I gave everyone cock that year. Listen, uh, I've heard everyone's sides of the story, and it sounds like your ceiling definitely was not leaking. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You can go look at that ceiling. It's still got the holes in it. <laughs> go walk chase with Yo, no lie. One time my dad came in there at night, and he took a drill, and he drilled the ceiling because there was, like, water in it. Like you know what? It, like, there? bubbles up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just drilled it and just... <laughs> I was like, that's good. Uh, but it's lit. My ceiling don't leak no more, so whoever wants it can get it. Yeah. Till um, we came in two weeks ago and you just had a pot on the floor. What's this? Oh, my ceiling. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we got that fixed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so over the weekend, I, I think it was Saturday night, I did a takeover. I ran the uh, VM feed. NXT takeover? Nah, the Lamb takeover. It's a little better. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, shout out to everybody that joined. I, got, I did this in the past. I've done it a few times, but this time it was like... I was refreshing and I kind of felt like when when you probably get tweets and likes, <laughs> your shit was just blowing up. But I was getting a lot of love, answered a lot of questions. And I, I just want to point out one question, which obviously wrestling based, but I think, you know, has a little throwback flavor to it. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, someone asked if you had to compare the guys to wrestlers past or present, who would everyone be? And tell oh, me how you guys feel about that. How you guys feel about these comparisons? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what's coming right now. So I, I said Impy's Mick Foley, right? Because he's always smiling. <laughs> if you notice, yeah, he's always just one like of my happy wrestlers and, of all time, and he's always just like in a good mood. So yeah, have a nice day. Have yeah. a nice day. Mick he could Foley. do the corporate thing. He could do the, Cacti- the DJ hardcore. Thing. He could yeah, do the he's mad versatile. Thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, got, I like that. I like that. So uh, Tim, you might not know this guy. He's a little <laughs> new, but uh, I said myself. I see myself as like Roman Reigns in the sense that I get mixed reactions from everybody. Some people can't stand me. Some people love it. And uh, I'm very versatile, you know. I have a I have a feel of pretty much all the sports. I have a hand, you know, a pulse on every, everything. Uh, Joey, obviously, I said he's stone cold because he's the most popular guy on the cast. Super cool. over. I'll take that. Super nice. Uh, Tim, I said Tim reminds me of Scott Steiner. Do you guys Scott, remember Scott Steiner? The, Do I the, remember Scott yeah, Steiner? Yeah, the, the big pop a pump. Big pop a yeah. pump with the fucking <laughs> neck, so, the chain link. The chain link. <laughs> so <laughs> so many steroids in that guy. Oh he, uh, the reason why I said that, not because of the steroids. Uh, both, uh, I'm so buff, right? Yeah, <laughs> both are missing hair, right. but um, <laughs> also because he's known for uh, Tim. Don't get mad. He's known for getting a lot of names confused, like in his promos, <laughs> and it would throw off the people on like that he's running the 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 shoot with or the promo. So I said uh, Scott Steiner for Tim, and then Boss. I said uh, I called him Dolph Ziggler. I think week in, wow, week out. That's garbage. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yo, yo, listen, listen. He texted me that this morning. He's like, did you see this tweet? I was like, nah. I was like, yeah, Dolph. Yo, hold on. <laughs> Look, Dolph, Dolph is like compared to Shawn Michaels as far as like how he is in the ring. Like he like makes everybody look good. And I think that boss is just, you know, week in, week out. We know what we're getting consistent with the bars. And kind of slept on sometimes. Yo, that's trash. It's not. Yo, <laughs> yo so ma- all the marks out there, t- let these guys know because they don't got the wrestling I'm trying bars. to think of someone I like, would have preferred over him. Someone but, I saw someone tweet and said, you should have been boss man. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the big boss man. Could take, have been the big boss man. Take that. My, I think uh, the big silent boss killer. man works. My, uh, How bad was it that I didn't even think about that? I replied. Yeah, that's pretty terrible, honest. bro. Horrible. But yeah, shout out to everybody that tuned in. should have been a right to censor. Steven Richards. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I'll probably do that in a couple of months again. But it, it, it was fun to, you know, engage with all the the VM fans out there. Big pop pump. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yo, by the way, another thing real quick. On the Facebook, I asked the question, where is everyone from? That was cool, too. 
Lots of different cities, lots of different places. Different countries, possibly? Different countries, really? yeah. Lots of Ireland, lots yeah. of United Kingdom. Yeah, what about go. Aussies? A lot of Australians. Australia. Yeah, Australians are out here. Yeah. We got a lot of fans in Ireland, too, man. I didn't know that. So that's that's pretty fucking cool. That is dope. All over the country. I, I got I'm a half lot of Irish from my mom's side. A lot of so Massachusetts. Right? A few New Yorkers. Yo, it, it was cool, Boston. man. A lot of... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of so shout out to everyone listening to us wherever you may be listening to us. Um, and with that, so let's start. The, yeah. um, starting with, we're going to talk about UFC 218 uh, past this weekend. A card that was like all right if you were looking at it. It wasn't compared to the the last few cards that we've been seeing. Like there was more less star power, I would say, in this one to the casual fan. But this was fucking incredible. I thought the whole thing was, if if you can go back and watch a fight from this card, definitely watch the uh, Madero Oliveira fight. Oh my god! Yo, just ridiculous. that wasn't that wasn't even on the main card because I, I didn't order the paper uh, the, the pay per view. I was actually uh, I had Eric fire up his uh, UFC he, account. He he, uh, he called me on Facetime so I could watch uh, Holloway and uh, Aldo. Aldo. Yeah, and he had it on. Shout out to E though. Bless Yo, him. you know what's crazy? You could find that on live streams on like Instagram now. So many people do that for just for views, like. They'll sh- like really? To- yeah, mad people do. A that. lot of people do that for like wrestling shows. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Mad people live stream like they'll leave their phone against the, a beer bottle or something, and it'll just like be on the TV. It'll be like you're watching TV. But yo, that fight that you were talking about was insane. These was guys ridiculous. were just teeing off from start to finish. What was dope was after every round, they were like when the round would start again. They were kind of touching gloves and like hugging yeah, each like, other. Yeah, that like, was sick. Yeah, that was because the entire fight from start to finish, people were getting knocked down. Like it started with uh, Medeiros knocks down fucking cowboy on his ass, and you're like, oh, here this goes. And then he gets up and knocks him down, and like, oh fuck. And then he knocks Yancey down again, and it was just, it, yo, it was crazy. Uh, one of the first really good significant strikes that Yancey lands on on cowboy breaks his nose, shatters it. He was bleeding like crazy from his face and mouth. When he was breathing out, you could see the blood just like splattering. Like it was crazy. And then he fought another two rounds after that. It was crazy. Cowboy Oliveira, by the way. Alex yeah, Oliveira, not, not Cowboy Strong. Yeah. Yo, I was tight because well, I was at the game Saturday night, so I missed the prelims, but I did catch the main card. Main card was, and I was happy I did. Like Gaethje, I told you that that fight was gonna be crazy. Yeah, the Gaethje fight, fight was, was wild, violent. The yo, first of all, that was the first time I got like close to just throwing up because. Justin like Gaethje, by the way, I'm not a fan of his at all. I, I don't know how I he's ranked him. fifth. I don't think he's good. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, but the guy he he made his debut against was pretty good. Johnson, yeah, Michael Johnson. So, yeah, and, Michael Johnson is pretty him. good. But to bump him to five, I well, he came in as stress. like a big prospect. That's why. Yeah, when well, they signed yeah, him over. he was fighting elsewhere. He was undefeated. Yeah, but he was fighting in a PFL, I think, pro fighting league, NBC. Yeah, but, but uh, I don't know. He was impressive. Yo, he comes forward and it's just like. It's a fight that, he, like, he, he said it in the in the press conference leading up. He's like, yo, I'm going to, there's going to be a finish here, and, and I'm going to come forward, and I'd rather lose by knockout than get a win in a decision. He said that before, and, like, to say that, you have to be psychotic, and he is psychotic. Yeah, I mean. He's if, coming forward no matter how much he's getting tagged. How many punches did he eat? T- coming mm-hmm. forward, coming forward, leg kicks. First of all, Eddie Alvarez looked amazing in that fight. I think he, it, you know, in the first two rounds, it looked like he landed like 90% of his shots. Oh, yeah. He was beating the shit out of his body. Yo, Gaethje was coming him. forward and then just like covering his head and just eating. Gaethje is also like known for his like leg kicks and that's re- the reason why I, I felt like throwing up because every time he landed one, I was like, this dude's ACL is going to just snap. 
and I'm going to throw up a little bit. Yo, more. there's so many times that I see them eat leg kicks, and you see the knee just buckle a yes, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yo, yo, how does that it not go, makes me, That makes my stomach turn like you would not believe. And yeah. he was just throwing kicks, and I'm like, uh, uh, How about uh, I was texting you, and Eddie Alvarez's cheek after the fight <laughs> looked like he had a tennis ball in his cheek. Like, yo, how's that possible? It was right below his eye, but like above his no, mouth. No, it was it was like right to the side of his nose. It was in a weird ass spot. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? The space in between, like where someone would have dimples, was blown <laughs> up. <laughs> like you would not believe. I'm like, did someone hit yo, this guy with a bat in the middle of a There room? was a gif going around of uh, Will Smith in Hitch. Yeah. When oh yeah. The, oh. When he's in uh, <laughs> like CBS like. and yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he got reaction. the allergic reaction to the to the food. It's like, oh shit, yo, yo, Nick, real quick before you remember when we were in. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yes, I do. we were in Cancun, Mexico, and we were all getting ready to go out and have a good time. And Hitch was on TV, and it was in it was in English. It was only yeah, thing yeah. in English on TV, so we had it on the background uh, while, while everyone was getting ready. And then all of a sudden, as people started getting ready, one person at a time would sit in front of the TV. Sit and what? And we noticed that we we're all in Cancun, all of us ready. Watching Hitch in our, in our hotel room, and I think <laughs> it was I, I think it was either me or it was John uh, Zelvez, and he was like, "Yo," or it was me. We were like, "What are we doing right now? We just, <laughs> get up, get up, let's get out of here." <laughs> but yo, what about uh? You know what I was thinking when I was watching this, and also like with, with Holloway, right? I know we'll get to Holloway in a little bit, but yo, how good is Connor, man? Connor just so here's the thing up on here's Eddie the thing Alvarez, right and the, pff, hold on right here so here's what i here's what i think about connor because i had this conversation with uh danny lopriori because he's at my house yesterday i don't know if it's connor being that good connor's a good fighter no doubt but i'm saying that good to where he can embarrass these people he's fought i think it's just now the fight has become way bigger than him and it's such a big opportunity for these people because if you knock this mm, dude out, you are you're, you're good. For, you're set because your next fight you could just you want millions of dollars and you're gonna get it. Like Nate Diaz got paid. So, like, so you think the pressure of having to take down just to deal with that because it's not just like Connor. it's not just the fight. It's just that you know everyone's watching this fight and building up to it is such a big thing. And this dude's gonna shit on your life leading up to the fight and you just kind of have to take that because no one's better than him at him than yeah, running Mike, his mouth yeah, yeah. Bro, they're, so they're saying how uh aldo hasn't been the same since he grabbed the belt from him in brazil and then he said to him in brazilian he's like yo you're gonna die yeah like, there, there's been like uh compilation videos going around about how aldo hasn't been the same since then Dude, yeah that's the first time i've heard nick use compilation not referring to porn <laughs> i mean i'll be honest with you and I, I know i'm not alone here you guys are just gonna you know not admit this but i didn't know what compilation was no, <laughs> no, that's the only reason why I know that word. Yeah, <laughs> compilation. That's another. Yeah, word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no. but a lot of that though has to do with the fact that Connor dessert like made that happen. Connor put himself in a position. Connor's so good that he puts himself in a position where other people cower See, at the at the spotlight. He make he makes them stars. When you right. fight, Con like he said, like the thing he said about the red panties. He's like, oh, when, when you fight me, it's a big money fight. You call your wife and you say, baby, we're rich. Throw on the red panties. Like, yeah, when you fight Connor, that's that's the main fight. Like the casual fan even tunes in to see Connor. Yeah, that just goes to show you his star power. The thing is though, like. <sighs> His mouth earned it more than him in the cage, I think. And maybe that's a super unpopular nah, opinion. Dude, I don't think so because he had to. He still has to perform and win. It's both. No, of course. It's, of course. His but mouth what I'm saying is, this is what I'm saying. Two guys that I think he beat that were like really good before he fought Aldo. Max Holloway got him early though. 
you know what I'm saying? He's he's 25 years old now. Got him early, but he beat him. Beat him fair and square. Dustin Poirier, who's good, but not like a superstar, but he's a good fighter. And then he fought Dennis Seaver, Chad, Chad Mendez, who are like... Dennis Seaver's a punching bag. Chad Mendez is like good, but like, you know, whatever. Then he fought Aldo, like right after that. Why did he fight, fought Aldo, though? Because him jumping over the cage and getting into the crowd and getting in his face was enough for people to be like, I want to see that fight. And then when he knocked out Aldo, which is like, obviously, he caught him. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like he outclassed him. Nah, yeah. He just caught him. And that yeah. happens in, in the UFC. And then from there... It also happened in like 10 seconds. It, right. In 13 seconds. It was the f- second punch of the fight. So... From there, it just shot him to superstardom, and now it's like everybody wants to fight this dude because he's great on the mic, and it just blew up the UFC that quickly. But it's not like he fucking took out all these legends and then earned his way to being this great guy that everyone needs to fight. You ever you ever hear the phrase, don't write checks that your ass can't cash? Yeah. He's writing the checks, and he's cashing them. Sure. And that's, and that's why. like, No matter how much the competition is, he still... He, Earn that spot. He can't. He can't help who he fights. No, he, you're, on the you're, way you're right. up. You know what I mean. I mean, you can, but I yeah, sure. But so you can know, pick your fights. You can. I mean, he's picking his fights. You gotta pick. Tonight. Sure. He's no, dude. He's 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 the king of UFC. The, I, obviously, but I'm saying, it's, but he's not the best fighter. Dana obviously. White in, a, in an interview recently said, like, we're still in the process where we're wondering if Conor is ever, ever going to fight again. Yeah. It's hard to. Hey, it doesn't have to. It's hard well, to motivate like, someone with 100 million dollars to fight. Exactly. And especially what they get paid, where they get paid from the promotion, and and how he's kind of like, I I, I don't know the word I'm looking for, how he's like risen past the sport. Like, he's bigger than the UFC, right? Yeah, and when you could get a fight like that with Mayweather and the money that you make there, how that was the big issue. Like a lot of UFC purists were saying, how do we get this guy back in the octagon where he just fought for oh, it's over a hundred million. I don't know the exact number, but over a hundred million to now come and fight for what? Three, four million dollars. Yeah, you know that's three, four million dollars, and and the, the amount, the, the biggest, like the big star that he is. You would imagine that someone in Hollywood is willing to put him in a movie, even though he can't act or whatever, or just just be in a in a situation where he yeah. can make four million dollars way easier. Yeah, for sure. It's whack too because the fifty-five is loaded too, and he's the champion. What what I'm saying, yeah. What I'm saying though is that when you're when when he's bigger it's bigger than him you know what i mean so that brings a different amount of pressure to a fight like someone like eddie alvarez he's no one in the ufc has seen a fight of this magnitude if you're going into a fight with mcgregor this is the biggest fight of your life Mm -hmm. even if there's no title it doesn't matter even if you're not getting paid it's the biggest fight of your life everyone cares about it everyone's watching everyone's talking about it there's way more media behind it there's just a lot more and i feel like that could throw people off and that plays in mcgregor's favor but at the end of the day he still is finishing this dude he fucking beat the shit out of alvarez didn't get lucky completely outclassed him so i know that mcgregor is a great fighter but needs to fight tony needs to fight tony and i feel like if he fought someone like woodley he would just get fucking i mean woodley is way bigger than he is yeah but hey anyway um Another fight that I want to talk about. Over- Overeem uh, Nagano. Yo, this was a straight-up fucking murder. It was ridiculous. Francis Nagano is the biggest person I've ever seen in my life. Like, who is getting... I said that before. As they were walking into the age, I'm like, who is willingly 
walking into this cage like I want to I'm gonna fight this dude. Yeah, I was watching uh, Embedded, great series by the yeah, way, leading up to it, the fights. I, I think we've always mentioned it. Yeah. How prior to the pay per view cards, yeah, it's phenomenal. It is, and he's like, he flew into town or he's doing promotion in like LA or whatever he's doing, and he's like eating. He ate a steak or whatever. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I think I'm a couple pounds off. It's like what. You're a heavyweight. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm like 268. I might have to cut a couple. <laughs> That's crazy. And then all you see him walk in, dude, is chiseled. Like yeah. a chiseled 265. And then he it's fought insane. Overeem, who was like an amazing heavyweight. This dude has like 60 oh, fights. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, a legend. legend. A good legend. We have yeah, to, no, he is yeah. a good legend. And he just knocked out your boy Brock him with a liver kick. Out. Yeah. Back in the day. Just knocked him the fuck out. Yeah, left hook from... <laughs> Yo, for you guys to understand, you know, some of the lingo that we like to throw out on here. I actually tweeted, uh, you put out the video on your Twitter, and uh, I quoted it, bedtime. Like, that's yeah. that's an example of bedtime. That yeah. is beyond bedtime. Yeah. Yo, he was not moving. Yeah. You, Yo, Rogan, I was like... <laughs> that's after sex bedtime. That is. You Yo. were punished hmm. and put to bed at 6 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ro- Ro- uh, Joe Rogan was like, Yo, he just got electrocuted by that <laughs> left Yeah, hook. because he was stiff on the ground. His toes were curling. Yeah. Dude, insane. And then obviously the the uh, main event, Max Holloway, Aldo was a was a dope fight. Um, by the way, my bad. Nagano Stipe though is definitely next up. Like, oh yeah, yo. By, by the way, that was another thing I was saying. I was like, Stipe's watching this. Like, fuck. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and Dana said he wants to do it before International Fight Week, so it's not going to be in the summer. Like International Fight Week is July first or second week of July. Yeah, because it was the week after we went to Vegas. The week, yeah, the week during, yeah. yeah. So mid-July. So it might be like, I don't know, June. We'll I see. can't wait. That should be a... This dude's going to just run the heavy. division. doesn't even go deep. Just for one-round fights. That's what he said. He's like, I don't train. He was saying that in the embedded too. He's like, I don't train to go three rounds. Like, oh, you know, I'm training in there for five, he five minutes, swings, ten minutes. like, it's insane. It's yeah. crazy. I could see him holding on to that belt for fucking 60 years. Um, 60 is a long time. Yeah, I know. He could do it. Um, Aldo Holloway, awesome fight. Dude, it's just amazing how Holloway is able to just stand in the center of the ring and just trade all the time Yo, he just so bangs with people big, though. it's For 45 crazy. he's huge who holloway like his length and stuff like he's mad oh he's long oh, yeah, yeah. he so just th- th- yo he's just like he's a really good striker man and he all those started throwing him. his leg kicks this time like on like last time not enough though i feel like he could have he could have gave him more leg kicks there he probably could have but i mean at least he was throwing like last time where everyone's like yo what happened to aldo like this is yeah he doesn't is, throw leg inj- kicks. is he hurt yeah and this time, like we finally saw some leg kicks, and they were effective when he was throwing them. You probably should have thrown more, but when Holloway just forces people to just throw punches, like it's literally like look, it's like watching a video game. They're just swinging at each other like you would not believe, yeah. and somehow he always comes out of there unscathed and just lights I mean, he them was up. Dinged up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah he was dinged up, yeah. but I'm saying like in those exchanges, it's like oh, he yeah, lands he five and like gets hit once. Yeah. It's like yo, how do you do that? But yo, he's the truth, dude. He's he super young, and he, he's 25. ran through that entire division too. 12. Aldo twice, man. And yeah. you can look at Aldo like some people might not know. This guy's a legend. Also, he's the greatest featherweight of all time. Yeah, he he held onto a belt for like ten years. Crazy. Insane. Same same result though as the round as Jose uh, Aldo Holloway won third round finish third round ground and pound. Yeah. yeah, you could tell because Holloway paid a lot of respect to Aldo after the fight. So yeah, they were. Dude, I mean, Aldo's like, yeah, because I remember Joe Rogan said something like, you know, does this put you in the conversation for the best at, you know, they say Aldo's like a legend. Are you like a legend? He's like, no. He's like, fucking yeah, Aldo. I still have def- a long way to go. Yeah, he's like, Aldo defended him. his belt like 13 times or some shit. He's like, no way. I fuck with that. 
I yeah. fuck with Connor and how what he does, but I also fuck with the dude like yo. I just beat a legend. Yeah, yeah I, I fuck with Max. He's mad yeah. humble. Yeah, I fuck with Max. I heard too. talk trash, but he's also like, I don't know. I fuck with Max. Yeah, I kind of want it all though. I, I I I like the way he carries himself and the way he goes about himself in the through the media and like during the fight. Yo, so hold on, he's one fifty five, right? Forty five. Oh, one forty five. Okay, okay. Never yeah, mind. Eddie Alvarez is one fifty five. Yeah, that's our boy, bro. Uh, Jared. That's Jared's way. Forty five. Yeah. Yo, Frankie Edgar. Gotta get a shot at this now. 45? That's my guy. I fuck with Frankie Edgar. Tom's River, New Jersey. He probably is next up. I mean, what's his name? Aldo's his kryptonite, Yo. so he doesn't have the belt. What's good? Yo, T. Brian Ortega was trying to get that fight because he's on the he's fighting this week against Cub. Well, they both were trying to get that title fight because they were just moved up one weekend. Do I fucking love that's Cub the main Swanson. event this weekend? Yo, Nick, you know who uh, Brian he's Ortega? Playing, he's fighting Swanson. Yeah. 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 You know his uh his head trainer, you know who his head trainer's wife is? His head corner? Uh Eve Torres, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. She's a Gracie, yeah. Yeah, Henry Gracie. Phenomenal girl. Yo. That's wild. I felt I like came across that. I was like, she looks the same. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, she's one of After the After a kid too. <laughs> um Ali. All right, cool. That's so, gonna be a great ass fight though. Yeah. There's another fight on that card that I want to watch. Uh there's a couple. I was like, yo, so yo, this card's Night Benitez. Aljo. Knight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Heck oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's the one. Jason yeah. Knight. I forgot. He's that's my Co-Main. guy. Yeah, he's Co-Main. Damn. Yo, that's my fucking Aljo's guy. Aljo's fighting. Marlon Moraes, who just fought on a fight. Oh, Poirier card. The Poirier Pettis card. Yeah. It's a quick turnaround for him. Cool. All right. Um, Moving on from this, let's talk about the World Cup a little bit. Switch gears here to soccer. Nick, what yeah. do we got? Yeah, we had, the, uh, we had the draw on Friday. I mentioned it as a spitball. And uh, basically, you know, cheap little plug. We're going to be doing a World Cup uh, draw special and takeaways, a full episode. So tune in to that for the next couple of weeks. But, you know, just to touch on this, pretty much as you look at the groups, all the powerhouse teams should advance. A lot of storylines within the groups, like you have some guys playing against countries that they play for. So, like, you got Spain and your boy Christy, Joe, playing. Oh, yeah. So, you got Portugal, Spain. And you got a lot of guys on Portugal that make their living playing in Spain. Uh, most notably, Ronaldo plays for Real Madrid. So, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Russia, the home nation, they have a pretty favorable group also. Um, France, Australia, Peru, Denmark, uh, Iceland, if you guys were down with that chant. They got the uh, shit under the stick, I'd say. Argentina, Croatia, and Nigeria. I was so upset about that. Uh, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Serbia. A lot of people are saying the group of death is this one. I disagree. But Germany, Mexico, Sweden, Korea, Republic. Uh, this group right here, Group G, is the one that the USA would be in if they would have made it because they would have took Panama's place. So Panama, Tunisia, England, and Belgium, a.k.a. would have been a disaster for USA. <laughs> and what I think is the group of death, Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. I think the way I look at a group of death, and I don't know about you guys, boss in particular, I think a group of death is one that I Even think everybody match. can, every right. anyone yeah. can, any two teams can advance, you know. And like people are saying, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, Korea. Like, I think it's a layup that Germany goes through, and then maybe the two seed is up for grabs. But you know, if Senegal, Japan make it through, I wouldn't be surprised. Poland, Colombia, obviously are the favorites, but that's the way I just see it. And also, I, I didn't mention it. Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay is Group A. So it's fun, man. Like I said, it's my favorite non-sport sporting event. I, I, like, 
the know, drawing. This, yeah, the drawing is like my favorite thing that doesn't involve an actual game. Right. And like all the sports. Really so. better than the draft? Yeah. Mm. First of all, you get this every four years. So it's mm. bigger. And you had, if you watched the drawing, there was like legends. Like the Brazilian Ronaldo was there, Maradona, Pelé. It's essentially a draft. Like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? You're, like, you're getting the, selected the 32 yeah. slots. And less than 200 days now until the World Cup. So this uh, these next couple of months, you're going to start to see these players playing on clubs. And you want to spotlight the guys that are playing at their best form going into the World Cup. And then that's usually how I pick who I like to win the World Cup. So like if the World Cup was to start tomorrow... It'd be hard to pick against Belgium because you got all these guys from Belgium just killing it right now. So our boy Ferg, uh, Van, uh, KVB on Man Man City. I call him Ferg because he got the red hair like <laughs> our boy Ferg. Mm-hmm. But he's like the Premier League player of the year this year. So, you know, you got to look at these guys playing on their club's team going into the tournaments like that. The host, too, got a nice little draw with Saudi and Egypt in their group. For the most part, the, the host nation always gets a pretty favorable, favorable group to advance. Yeah. Yeah, and Uruguay to round out. Yeah. Group. Uruguay, not as strong as they have been the last couple of years. A lot of their core guys are getting older. But, yeah, like I said, I uh, just wanted to touch on that and look forward to the World Cup episode coming to you soon. Which which uh, which group is Greece in? Bedtime. <laughs> what, uh, what about the United States? Yeah, also bedtime. Yeah. Chile, Italy, Italy also. It's quiet for us, guys. It's Italy, who uh, the uh, Wall, Street Journal, Wall Street Journal said that a $1 billion loss in 2018, like the economy of uh, Italy. As soon as they got bounced. As soon as they got like bounced. The yeah, so you got to think of all the cafes the and the hotels and shit yeah. that they would have had. So, yeah, it's big, man. That's one of the big reasons why soccer here is decades behind soccer and i still think it's a big deal here though for like bar owners and stuff like everyone in u.s because we're like the melting pot for every culture pretty much everyone here is a lot of immigrants in this country and like dude bar owners this is the one big event that you planned for like the summer before or something like yeah we're gonna kill it this summer because the world cup yeah and it's also the one event that i know for us like the the beer garden here in in, in Queens they charge they were charging fifty dollars for Belgium USA yeah, for a game that's on t- regular and, TV. and that game's on ESPN you yeah. know for for the quarterfinals for for the semifinal game they were charging like a hundred bucks just to get into there for and Germany they pack Brazil. it out too. and they're putting like three thousand people packed out parties in there so yeah yeah just uh it, like you said boss it's big for the the cafes and all the bars around here too cool can't wait for that shit um. Also, championship weekend. A lot of doozies. A lot of disrespect, too. Clemson, you saw what they did to the turnover chain? Yo. Yo, they tucked that all the way in. They <laughs> <laughs> just cut that shit. That was, Man. That was dope. Yo, yo, final, yo, Clemson, 2015, beat Miami 58-0. Mm. This year, 38-3. 96-3 the last two meetings. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't That's play terrible. Uh, last Sean's year. Yeah. yeah, they outclassed them from the first snap. Like as soon as that game started, I think Clemson scored on their first drive. As soon as that game started, you knew who the better team was. It didn't take long. I, they were talking about how only one player on the team, the kicker, made first team uh, all conference. Yeah, all conference honors. Oh, uh, Miami, had, right? Yeah, yeah they I had a really. There was a really big problem with that, and they said it would be fuel. But I think when you watch this game and you see what it is to be Clemson. And what it is to be Miami, who had a nice season and they were upstart, and that's good. They have uh, the future of the program is looking brighter than it has in a long time. But um, the, they they were outclassed. You could tell that the athletes on the other side were just superior. 
And yo, you know what's crazy? Dabo Sweeney, since he became the head coach at Clemson, on average, his recruiting class is 16th in the nation. And he's won national championships. He's gone to the national championship game back-to-back years. And you're looking at, you know, Harbaugh top five class, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, and he's beating these guys. Dude, last year he ran through Saban and Urban Meyer. Like, those are the two best coaches in college football, in my opinion. And, like, this dude, I I still feel like he's slept on. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they bought at this game. Rozier didn't have a good game at all. And I mentioned last week on Thursday how Herndon and Amon Richards were out, two of their top three receivers in terms of production. And there was nothing there in the passing game, nothing there on the ground. It was just pure domination throughout for Clemson and Kelly Bryant. I think one of the reasons why, it was like at the point of attack, that's where it really, that's where you usually saw the out athletes that out athleting mm-hmm. the other guys um yet there is no time for rosier in the pocket clem the pe- clemson pass which is in the backfield at will uh and the Mi- and miami their offensive line was completely dominated like it was really bad like in the trenches is where the game if you you could watch the game if you're a football fan and you just kind of peripheral vision the rest of the game and you just watch the battle between the the lines you could have a pretty good understanding. Like, you could guess, yeah, this game was an absolute blowout. And, and it's funny you say that because I mentioned how I went to that convention that time and Mark Reich was there, yeah. coach of Miami at the time, was with Georgia. And he says that, you know, a lot of times, and even coordinators, I said this about Steve Sarkeesian, how his splits when he's on the field and when he's up in the press box with the Falcons are significant. And one of the reasons is what you said, Tim, how these coaches, if they're honest with themselves, they know – within two series if they're going to win or lose the game because of that they focus on the trenches and if you're getting pushed back or push up on the line of scrimmage and dude clemson all four of their defensive linemen and if you look at some of the defensive linemen the last couple of years they've been either first round picks or day two picks so these are guys going and they're playing right away and you know shaq lawson uh dobbs or dob i think his name is he's on the titans like these are guys that are coming in and they're playing big big snaps for nfl teams now too and even in college football they have the best offensive line and kelly Bryan is like deshaun watson 2.0 yeah kelly he, he looks a lot like deshaun I, I i would say the the ball doesn't have the same zip as it does out of deshaun's hands but they look the same man and, and think about it, he's also a freshman too yeah so it's like if he's already drawing these comparisons and he, deshaun watson came out he's like yo he's light years ahead of me where i was as a freshman where he is now crazy he's a redshirt right think so i think he is too but, but yo with wisconsin i was kind of I, I was holding on hope for, for the badges a little bit despite having uh you know ohio state little investment on ohio state buckeyes how do you guys feel about that that they won and then they're still not in so the loss to iowa like alabama doesn't lose to like a team like iowa whether they play them in iowa or not like that's just a bad loss there and in the end of the day, that's what the committee tells you. Like, yo, you can't lose to Iowa by 30. Sorry. It's it, it, the committee. Again, we, we talked about this last episode where they have to pick who they think the best teams are, not who has the best records. Mm-hmm. And even though that's the case, if Wisconsin would have won, you can't leave them out. You can't. They're a power, undefeated power conference squad. Right. But the fact that Ohio State got in, the fact that. Uh, they did lose to Iowa by thirty. You, you, like Nick said, you can't do that. So it, there was already, they were already trying to get Alabama in there. Like if you think Nick Saban doesn't have any type of pull 
in the college football world. Oh, yeah. Well, dude. then you're naive. He was politicking hard. Yeah. Clay Bryant's a junior, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they were already politicking hard. They were, they were, he was already trying to get in. And then you give them that little bit of space, and they're going to jump in. And I don't think that anyone could argue that, based on what you see so far this year, that Ohio State is such a better team than Alabama that they need that spot. It could be argued, and the committee is arguing, that Alabama's a better squad. So Yeah. I mean, it's highly debatable. I mean, I feel like... You could also bring up the point where they lost to Auburn and Auburn just got ran all over in the in the SEC title game. I want to talk about that Auburn game. Sir. That, that, but, that was an interesting game. But a loss to Auburn and a loss by 30 to Iowa, I think, was a deciding factor. And look, yo, Ohio State has two losses. And last they year, do. one of the big big arguments that Ohio yeah, State Aus- had. Auburn has three losses. Yeah, but Auburn's not in the Final Four. I know, but what I'm saying is like they beat out of the top Alabama. 14 teams, there's only two three-loss teams. It's TCU and them. Nah, Miami has two losses now, too. I think Miami has three losses. Three losses, I'm saying. Auburn got Bama. I mean, Auburn beat Bama. Auburn has three losses now after that. Auburn has three losses and TCU has three losses. So it's like... That's what I'm saying. How big... how how, I mean, they were in the title game, but how good or bad of a loss is that? Yeah, because there are a team that has three losses. Like I said, in the top 14, there's two teams. It's not Iowa by 30. Yeah, that that was the big thing. There, but it's sure. also I didn't play this weekend that I didn't win a game, nor did I lose a game, and I was just staying home. But Ohio, Ohio State had this argument last year with Penn State. Penn State won the Big Twelve, uh, the Big Ten, and then Ohio State didn't play in the Big Big Ten championship game, and they ended up making it in, having one loss. Also, yo, they have two losses. Like, yeah. dude, they have two losses. Alabama has one loss. They lost on the last day of their regular season to their arch rival. Who I said in the past, even when Auburn's one and nine, they're going into the Iron Bowl. You're not taking them lightly. Everybody gets up for that game. I don't know. It's hard for me to part, put a team in a playoff. I mean, it's happened the last two years, but that team that's sitting home on championship weekend. Yes. Yeah, let's also let's also weird. go to a place where a lot us, you know, Boss and Joe Tim still hasn't made his way there, which is terrible. Vegas. Let's go to Vegas real quick, right? <laughs> Vegas. Their power rankings has had Alabama number one throughout the entire year. They've had um, a favorite by over three and a half points over every team in the country. So what that's telling you is Vegas has no bias. You know, in w- with these uh, committees and all these like polls, you see a lot of regional bias. You have the SEC guys on ESPN and on Fox and in the committee, they're pro SEC. You have dudes from the Pac-12. They're pro West Coast and USC's and Washington's of the world. And you just see it up north with like Ohio State, Michigan, and those schools. And Vegas has no bias. And Vegas is telling you that the committee got it right because those are their top four teams also. I guess. It's just every year you have an argument about at least one team not making it. What about expansion? Would you be would you be down if they went to eight teams? Nah. I know Tim's not down and I have a feeling as to why. I I'm totally down. Oh, I was I, gonna say because here's like the thing, like the, I would the guys, have, the guys don't get paid, and you're just adding more games. To no, 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 no. I mean, I'm trying at this point because you know I'm trying to be a good host here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look past my my vision of slavery that I see on the on the on the, <laughs> on the, on the TV, and I'm trying to just go to the game. And when it comes to the game, when it comes to that, I I like to see I, I like to see the championship games matter. For the conferences, mm. right? So, listen, there's going to be conferences that are going to never make it, right? So why act like you're giving them a fair chance? Tell eight conferences, like these are the BCF, BCS conferences, and then have the two best teams in the conferences play each other to get into a Final Four. Mm. 
That's I, what I would I, do. It's kind of weird to me that like then you have a championship team- and then a national championship. So it's like, but this championship doesn't really matter. It's like, what's the point then? Like you, you. I mean, it does matter. It's a conference championship. So like when I was coaching. Yeah, we, but uh, when it comes to the national championship, it doesn't matter clearly. Yeah, but it's a championship though. Especially for schools yeah, for, like. But what does that mean? The yeah, champi- but, so a championship to me means you win something, that, you are nah, rewarded. That and you are not nothing re- to Ohio State this week. Well, all right. You know, but it does in, in the sense of like. Like hindsight, it, it will mean something because that's a yeah, great accomplishment. Because you won your without conference. Without a doubt, that's a great accomplishment. But it's like, it doesn't like, mean anything. It's like when you're in Texas and you're playing high school football. You're like, it's, you, win, you win your uh, your little county's championship. And then you move on to the state championships, and then all the state, all the county champions play each other for the state championship. Like that county championship, you still beat all the teams in your county. That's what it is. Like that's, yeah, but how no, do you but Ohio, it would be like winning your championship right and being now. not being able to play anybody. Yeah, tell us to Ohio State right now who's sitting home. Like, like yo, you win a championship, but you can't play anymore. Like I won the fucking championship. I mean, I hear, I hear you. That doesn't make sense to me. I, I think you. that's stupid. Or get rid of that game. Don't call it a championship. But then college football loses its luster because if you do that, if now those championship games, because the reason why that championship game doesn't mean as much as a professional championship game is because you you have made college football to the fact where every game counts. Every mm. game matters so if every game matters it's great because every game matters but it also takes some luster away from the one game that's supposed to matter the most and the really the game that matters the most is really only the championship game i just think it's stupid because they have to be the judge of who the top four teams are in the in the in college football right but it's not about that because you can lose on any day and if you lose in a playoff game, if the Patriots lose in the playoff game, we're not going to put them into the fucking Super Bowl because they're the better team. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you lose and you can't play in the championship, you shouldn't be able to move on. But what they do do, though, is if the championships don't win, if the Patriots don't win the AFC East, they can still qualify for the playoffs and make the and. Make it. There. That's not the same. And you it's know not the same. I'm just saying. I'm just. But, I, but that I'm also. If we're gonna call it a championship, right but that's also like for an extension argument. Like you can make I'm that just, argument. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like the eight teams. I would love the eight team thing. I, I think know, if I'm, you win a championship, you should be rewarded. I'm perfectly cool with four teams, but I think you should be rewarded if you win a championship. Like, but then, Ohio, that's I, why I think Ohio State should have been in over Bama. I love Impy's idea. If you guys remember it, he said how you know that you have the five big conferences, right? Pac-12, Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, and ACC. The winner of those conferences in. So, bam, you have your five seeds right off the bat. And then you take the three best teams. You take Ohio State. Like wild cards. Yeah, you take Ohio State, Wisconsin, Auburn, and USC. Right? Well, USC won the Pac-12, so they'd be one. But you take Auburn, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. You've seen three teams, yeah. Yeah. And then you go from there. That that actually sounds like a great idea. The way it's set up now is so stupid. And it's only one extra game if you do that. I would just leave it as that, five, and then just have a playing game. Like yo, just imagine that Four though. Like, like picture this. Yeah, but then those dudes are playing three extra, three games. You need three. You need to win your conference championship game, three and games. then win win three more games to be a national title. And, and yeah, the thing well, about it, other like, teams have to win two more games. You're yeah, just playing one more game. It, but the one more game is a lot, especially when you're playing football. And not when you're off you a month it, with these. The way this title picture is set up, when you're Christmas, yeah, go home, have fun, enjoy the holiday, and come back a month later and play football. I hear you, but I mean, it, all right. Like so, college football ends pretty much thanksgiving weekend the regular season and then they don't come back till after january yeah I right, but it's still an not, extra game though we're not gonna see alabama until but you have weeks off years. to recover and this is all the problem with what we're talking about right now is it's all objective right so now objectively a fourth seed who's just straight up an objective fourth like fourth seed now has to play a fifth seed 
And it's still up to the committee who gets who has the major disadvantage. So it really, you're basically instead of just I mean, no telling Ohio State to get out, you're basically now telling the four and the fifth seeds. Yeah. Now I mean, you're both. No one's ever instead. happy. There's problems with every. Yeah. Every. Yeah. It was the, the argument yeah. with uh, when there were 64 teams at NCAA. Yeah. No, 65 and 66 were complaining. Now they're 68, 69, and 70 are complaining. Yeah. I mean, there's always talks for extension or expanding. I I, I like the four. Playoff. I like the oh. four. To me, it's I'm just cool with the four. Enough. I'm cool with the four too. But at the end of the day, if you're not good enough. To play in your conference I agree. championship, you you're not league. good enough to play for a national championship. I, agree. I don't give a fuck what your track record is. I don't care how much you beat people. Anyone could lose at any fucking any given ratings, Sunday. Bro, ratings and money like that just talks. You got oh, enough fucking money. Although right Ohio State and Bama, like you can't really, you're a winner whoever who you put in there. Yeah, mm. this isn't Hawaii. I'm telling you right now though, if you want that championship game to hold that much juice inside of it, you want Batman. You're gonna have to take the juice away from the other, from the other ones. From the other games, the regular season, because the whole point of college football is that every game counts. That is still the case, even more so. If you can play, if you have to play at a high level so much so that you have to get to the championship to even get to the national championship, I think it's going to be even worse. It makes the games that much more, whatever. With this, at least Bama, they lost that game. They're like, yeah, we'll probably still we're chilling though. We're not going to play for the championship, but we'll probably still get in. What? Yo, since since they've done the college football playoff, there's been 16 teams that have made it. The worst loss one of those teams have had, 15-point loss. So, like, basically, you can't get blown out also. It definitely hurts your chances. Ohio State losing by 30. I just I still think that is stupid, too. I feel like if you play for a championship, regardless of what you did in the regular season, you are playing in the championship. When it counted, you beat these teams... And then you won the championship against the best team, the other best team in your uh, conference. I feel you, you on that. You were the champion. Because also, like, a lot of people's issues with Alabama is, one, they didn't play in the SEC championship game, what you're saying. And two, their their schedule was kind of trash. It like, they played a lot trash. of, like, Lafayette, Monroe. Yo, they didn't win their division of the SEC. Right. And they didn't win the SEC. Right, they didn't so win a thing this year. So we should money line Clemson is what I'm getting at. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> But, all right, so at the same time, the one... Nah, forget it. Forget it. You I'm, can't, just be, I'm just going to say the same thing. There's, there's, no, there's nothing there's there. There's no right or wrong. There's, I mean, yeah. there's there flaws. is right or wrong. Like, this is wrong, clearly. Like, this is yeah, so right, stupid. But if you're trying... But then again, remember, college football also has the different schedules. Right, everyone plays a different schedule. So if a team like Auburn, who clearly isn't championship worthy, right, especially after what we saw against Georgia, team like Auburn beats Alabama because they're built to beat Alabama and they know Alabama very well and that's their rival, right? They beat them. And then Georgia beats Auburn. Georgia is clearly not better than Alabama. Yeah, but Auburn smoked Georgia early in the yeah, year. Yeah, but it's not about that. It's like hard to beat a team twice too. In but it's, it's not even about that. Have we forgotten how sports work? That's not how college football works. I, that's why it's wrong. I know. I know that's not how it works. But I'm saying that's wrong. Yo. I don't care if you if you beat a team 
like on a fluke play or some shit, or you got lucky one day and caught him off guard, and you end up getting to the national championship, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're, this team's gonna get blown out." Whatever they deserve, they deserve Yo, to at least get try to get blown out and try to win. Like Nick just said, though, there's always gonna be Team Five who's super upset they didn't get in, Team Sixty Nine who's super upset they didn't get in. Bro, TCU a couple years ago was I think unbeaten. They didn't have the Big Twelve championship at the time of the playoff, and they didn't get any votes because they didn't move the needle. Similar to Alabama didn't move the needle this weekend sitting home either. Like, this is why I think Ohio State should have got it. You don't put TCU in a couple years ago because there was, there was no title game. And you said that was a blow to their chances. Like, what did yeah, Bama they, do this weekend? They sat home. Yeah, they didn't they, move the needle. The committee was going to make a decision that was going to be hypocritical of everything they've done the last couple of years. Because yeah. they told you that, you know, winning your conference, the conference championship game, that that's big for you. You know? And then a team wins it. And then you put in a team that didn't win their conference. So there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of... Ohio State also beat an unbeaten Wisco team all year. Yeah. Granted, they didn't play anyone good, per se. Like, Michigan at home was their toughest game, but still an unbeaten team in the Big Ten. Mm. Whatever. Um, I can talk about this all goddamn day. Um, let's talk about baseball a little bit. Your boy, Otani? Definitely not my boy. Definitely not my boy either. <laughs> They're sick. Does not want to play in a big market. Bro, I had him penciled in to the Yankees since God knows when. I don't know. I thought the Mets had a shot, too. Yeah, so much for that. He, he don't want it. He don't love it. Yo, listen, he's not going to make a lot of money anyway, no matter how. Well, he will. Um, he's going to get a ton of endorsement deals. But his contract for whatever team he signs with in MLB, he's going to make three mil tops. Or 3.5 is his best offer from right. Texas. So, who... Among his amongst his finalists, which is weird because he said he wants to play for a small West Coast market, and Texas isn't on the West Coast. They're not even in West Coast time, so they got the Angels, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Mariners, the Padres, and the Rangers are all finalists. Seven teams. The cover of the day news said, "What a chicken!" Yeah, today, and that's exactly why I didn't want to come here because shit like that. But like, that's why you, you gotta like, be a rare breed to play in New York, man. He's a. You know what I noticed about Japanese players? They're really brutally honest they don't really care what you think and the dude yeah, just are. doesn't want to play in a place as he's going to be I had that idea. yo but i mean cespedes did this cespedes signed with oakland he was highly touted coming out of cuba yeah and like i don't know i feel like these overseas players i mean some of them young guys they're young too so they kind of want to come up with a team like build a lot of players have come in and said they want to go to a rebuilding like franchise and i mean he has the mariners on his list who haven't won anything, haven't made the playoffs in years since early 2000s. The Cubs are probably the only prominent team, and they're not on the West Coast, or I don't know where the fuck that came from, but they're in there. Then you have, like, the Dodgers, who are a big market. I don't know how they're in there, because that's contradicting. Yo, how much money do they have? Dodgers? They're like the Yankees. Holy. Yo, they're in the they're running in LA. for, like, they, yeah, they were going after Stanton, too. They have money. They want to sign this guy, well, that no guy. Cap. There's no cap in baseball. Just luxury And they're tax. rich as hell. Yeah. yeah. If you can pay the luxury tax, you can field whoever you want. Unbelievable. How do you think they're going to use Otani this year? Do you think he's going to be a DH, probably DH four days a week, pitch one? Not if he's going to the NL. Like, Padres are on that list. The Giants are on that list. So how, I don't know how that would even work. That's we can play I, I him at first know, base. And I don't even know why him. you would do that. Yeah, like, that's just risking injury at probably that point. Won't. He yeah, should probably. go to it. I mean, they're saying the Mariners are the favorite now. 
I've read that a lot in Yo, a lot of if rumors. He, if he is what he is, that could be the guy the Mariners have been missing for a long time because the Mariners have been one player away for a while now. Yeah, and like he could hit three, four, five with Nelson Cruz and Cano, and that'd be pretty fearsome. Man. Don't if forget about pitch, Seager. If you could pitch, they've been looking for a two. I mean, Gene Segura. King, King Felix is kind of past his prime now. He's on the back end of his career. But they've been looking for a two to that guy for how long? Iwakuma came, Japanese yeah. as well. Uh, what else they got? Ty- Tywin Walker came and left because he couldn't fill that two role. He wound up trading him. Well, they had so, a, I forgot his name, the lefty, the big lefty this year. I don't know why. Paxton? I yeah, Paxton. Yeah, James Paxton was good. He was, he was actually good. really good for them. He's on the fantasy squad. But if they go to Otani, I mean, they should go to a six-man rotation, which is common in Japan. So on, they're going to have to accommodate A, lo- a lot of those dudes have said that. Yeah. Guys that have come over and had uh, like Tanaka when he had the yeah, issues he, with he his elbow. On that. Yeah, they said that like, yo, in, in Japan we have a six man rotation, and a lot of people have said that that'd be a way to stop all these Tommy John. It makes sense, you know, having an extra day's you rest. Shave like so, like twenty, thirty innings off your and yo, yearly th- total. And think about it now; it, it's not like back in the day, even ten years ago. Like, yo, if you're not throwing ninety eight, it's gonna be hard for you. Does it's it, hard for you to. Crack the big leagues. And what's what is people going to say, oh, this is going to ruin my chance at wins? You're already pitching. You're not getting wins. No one's winning 20 games Yeah, anymore. no one's going five innings anymore. Yeah, exactly. like 14 wins is like, you know, oh, this yeah, guy's yeah, a favorite for the Cy Young. Yeah. Where in the past, I was like, what? Like, it had to be 20 your, games. Your solid number be. two guy was yeah, getting 14 wins? If you have wins? like 18 yeah. to 20 wins, it's, you're not in consideration. Yeah, you had to, you had to be. So I, I, I enjoy the idea of a six-man rotation. What is the point? Like, what is the? Why does he want to play in a small market? Probably because he just can't handle that. Preference, I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Maybe you like the rural country life. Seattle's raining all year round. I don't know what the. F- <laughs> you don't like. I don't know. You ever like live in Manhattan and go upstate for a weekend? You're like Jesus. This is serenity. Yo, we we peaceful. take it for granted because we live in New York City. It's a different animal, man. It is. A lot of people come and visit, and I see it because I, I work in Manhattan, and I see a lot of tourists. get swallowed. They're like, I, I like to tell people that have never been to New York. I'm like, New York City could be its own country because it's completely different from a lot of parts in the U.S. And there's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's fast. It's yeah. moving and shit. I was going to say, how often do, like, I mean, I myself get mad at someone for not walking in front of me. Like, yeah. yo, out of the way. I mean, that's. It's fast moving. It's rude. And, it's, yo, we, 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 we see the newspaper, the headlines. Yo, one week you throw four touchdowns, You're king of New York. Right. The next week, four interceptions. Mm. Uh, uh, move on. Time to move on. Bum. I, you know how I'd, I'd, I'd use for example of this one? J.R. Smith. Remember how J.R. Smith, Swish. He, went to, he went to rural areas and he w- hated it, but he was much better at basketball because he can concentrate so yeah, much. Yeah. It's exactly the opposite, too. Like Some people are built for that big city life and some people are built to you know live on a farm somewhere. It's not that you could focus much more on like your profession, I feel like, in a smaller yeah. city. Look at, look at Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Dude goes back to his giant farm and Just swings axes. Yeah. Swings axes, rides Midwest, things. Like, yo, good for him if that's how he wants to live. You know, That's how he's got to live. I guess so. I just really didn't want it to be like, oh, there's too much pressure. Like, come on. Yeah, that's how he feels, though. Yeah, but that's stupid. But if he wants to live in a rural area, I get that. But if it's like, oh this my is God, why he's not coming here because like the shit you're talking about. <laughs> swear to God, like that's why, dude. You're professional. This is sports. You're afraid of pressure from the fans. Fuck the fans. The media. Nah, it's different. New York media is different, man. It's, it's, it's also, like no place other. If he goes zero for nine in his first three games, he is getting scrutinized. Also, he's coming from a a culture where respect is valued highly. He's gonna come to New York. He's also like, <laughs> fuck you. 
Fuck He's you, also been heralded as, as the Babe Ruth of baseball. So imagine coming to the Yankees as the Babe Ruth of baseball in Japan and, and not living up to that expectation. Yeah, right yeah but you could not live up to it. Right yeah, yeah, eyes, say, yo, three games, 0 for 4. That's yeah. it. 0 for 12, you're done. That's yeah. it. You're done. I mean... Just saying, he don't want that. He doesn't have to deal with that. So he's going You have to, to deal with that if you do that in, in yeah, on the going, Mariners. Yeah, but the Mariners draw like 24,000 a game and... Seattle football is more prominent. Seattle. Yeah, but the media is everywhere. The, the Mariners haven't won a thing. Yeah, Yo, you're really gonna say that the media is the same everywhere it's when not. it's clearly not. I think not if you're as highly York. touted as this dude is and you suck, you're gonna get there's ripped apart regardless. More media here. More but, like right, there's more media. You're gonna get ripped apart regardless, but you're not gonna be ripped apart to your face. Like the 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 press conferences in like the locker crowded, room in Seattle is yeah. Yo, I've been to press conferences. Yo, press conferences when I used to cover Fordham basketball when they were like six and twenty-two was an entire little room full of journalists. That's Fordham basketball six and twenty-two squad in New York. In New York, like there's less than that for a professional game in Seattle. All right, media is a different beast. We're part of it. We're I don't, I don't think that should be. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that shouldn't be the reason why. Listen, if you you're a free go. agent and you could pick where you want to play, you could have your preferences. No, yeah, sure, absolutely. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I go I go to the Marlins. I mean South Beach. There he goes. Marlins up. Marlins you don't up. want those distractions. Yo, you know who did pick the Yankees though? You excited about the new manager? Booney. Boontown. Airy. I don't know. Yo, uh, Mad Random. No. Like I think he's all right on uh, as like a commentator and Yo, he, he's been he's, like he's been studying the game for so he's he's obviously aware of all the analytics. He's been a commentator for like eight years or something now, so he knows all the advanced analytics. He knows everything baseball. It's just that he has no experience. And what's he gonna do when he has to go to the bullpen at a certain time in the game or whatever? Like there's a ton of managerial decisions that need to be made in game that he has no idea what to do. As far as I'm like as far as. I think I know because he has no managerial experience. But then again, the Yankees retained their pitching coach, Larry Rothschild, for that reason. You know, Boone has no experience working with pitchers ever in his life. So you need a genius or someone who's experienced with that staff to stay on. And, and thankfully, Rothschild did stay on board. But I don't know. It's, it's funny to see, like, people post welcome home or something. Like, this dude played here for half a season, like 50 games. He did, he uh, did he, one of the most important things in Yankee yeah, history. Though. I mean, they didn't win the World Series that year, so Once I don't really Yankee, hold it to Yankee. that high of a regard. Yeah, just so his wife. He, yeah, yeah. We're that, winning the World yeah. Series. We're yeah. winning the World Series. Cool. His, his wife is, with the is, Wii? is, a, yeah, is yeah. amazing. Jesus Christ. But hold on. I, I see what you're saying about, like, he has no managerial experience. But you see across a lot of sports now, a lot of guys going from player to coach, and they're transi- transitioning well. Uh, Tyron Lue, granted he has LeBron. Steve Kerr comes in. He wins championships. Jason Kidd has made a smooth transition. So you have seen, granted, another sport also where it's I mean, Dave driven. Roberts, you could use Dave Roberts, baseball. yeah. Even uh, Matheny, right? Didn't he? Yeah, Matheny. Brad Ausmus, too. He just got fired and, he sucks. And if you are going to be anyone that is going to be that first-year guy with no experience, you're going to be a guy who... Whose father played in the league? Whose brother played? Third generational. Who, yeah, third generation. Grandfather played. Like this is a guy who is ba- a baseball lifer. 
Uh, not only knows the game in its former way, but knows the game in its new way. He's been all up on the new analytics and stuff. He has history within the Yankee franchise. He's revered by the fans. I think if you're going to take a chance on a first-year guy, Aaron Boone's the guy. I don't know if it's a good idea to take a chance on the first-year guy, though, if you're the Yankees. Yeah, in the situation there where it's like right. we just were coming off an ALCS bounce in Game 7. We made it this far. We thought the window was previous. We're just going to take a little longer, longer to come. Yeah. But now it's here, and you're in win-now mode, and we're talking about media with Otani, Boone, who's oh. played here, yeah. but played in where? Cincinnati? Played, I'm blanking on where else he played. Aaron Boone? Yeah. He was, he, was, uh, he was kind of a traveling man for a little while there. Yeah, but most, played most, most known in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Most known for, would he blow out his knee or back playing, playing pickup basketball after? Was, yeah, that's when the Yankees traded for A-Rod that offseason. He was going to be... Potentially be the third baseman after they traded from there at the deadline. That's what I said. He only played 50 games for yeah. them. And then, yeah, he tore his knee up, I think, playing ball. Playing pickup, yeah. And it was nice. I night think night. his contract got voided because you're not allowed to. Yeah, as like a he violated athlete. the contract. Yeah. And Legend. that's when the A-Rod saga began. began. <laughs> He's linked to so many things, Aaron Boone, and he only played 50 games for the Yankees. It's crazy. <laughs> and that's what, yo. I just want to say, J-Lo posting that A-Rod is the right call for a manager is the most dumbest thing. Yo, you never disrespect her like that ever. Again. I know, but it, it was humorous <laughs> and pretty fucking stupid. Yo, remember I said that to you? I was like, perfect fit for the job. I'm like, Yo, do you remember I said it to you? No. I was like, yo, imagine A-Rod. And you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yo, no, A-Rod is incredible on TV. Yes, he is. And like, yo, leave him there. He's, yeah. He's great. What? No pressure, no stress. Why you got to work? Like... Dude, he goes a little that, overboard for my liking. Like he's just annoying. But he's passionate time. though. Like he, he, he. You could tell. Like I, I know it's gonna sound cliche and lame. Like he loves the game, and you could tell. Like when you watch him. Yo, I was reading an article about his one of his ex girlfriends. She was like a royal person supposedly, and uh, of course, his mom, her mom, her mom said that a Alex came to their estate or whatever, and he he had he was like he had no intellect. It was just baseball. That's all he knew, and it's all he could talk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I kind of, kind of. He scored J Lo. He's a smart man. That's she sure. said he would go to. It. They bought TV. They didn't have TVs on their yacht or whatever. They had to buy TV so he could watch baseball. <laughs> Yo, he's. They said he like he eats, sleeps, and breathes baseball, and I kind of believe it because he is a nut, like a junkie. It's great. A baseball junkie. He's also a junkie in other sense of the word, but yeah, yeah <laughs> neither here nor there. And he gets to go home to J Lo, who still looks fantastic at fifty. Oh yeah, she's fifty. Yeah, something like that. Stop. Yeah. Um. Stop. Stop. <laughs> nah, she's like forty-seven, but yeah, she's that's still, you know, the, the, the originator of uh, ass though. Yo, his res- <laughs> Yo, when what when when was it fire to have a backside? Like for real, when no, she came right. up, the he's originator right. of ass. He's right. Yo, it's just a funny statement. The OG ass. She is. Yeah. Yo, First a- ballot Hall of Fame. A Rod got a decent resume off the field too. Tory Wilson's in there. Tory, he sat Tory ringside Wilson. at WrestleMania with yeah. Tory Wilson. Tory nah, Wilson yo, he threw a baseball into the crowd at that chick, but like his number on it or some shit, didn't he? That's the uh, Madonna's. On that's there. the kind of shit that like you, I like you think about like if I was a professional baseball player, this is what I'm doing. Yo, what did you say that one time? You're like, if Nick was a professional athlete, because Embiid wore his jersey out. 
He wore his jersey to a club. I'm like, yo, if Nick was in the NFL, this is what he would do. <laughs> he would wear his own Did jersey. Did he go to a Meek Mill concert? Was he on stage like dancing and shit? Yeah, wearing his, wearing his. Yeah, I would. I would be someone that would. Wear I usually my own fuck with him, but I don't know if I could fuck with that move. Nick, <laughs> yeah, in college, would you wear your jersey out? No, I didn't actually. Damn. I did wear the the tracksuit, but everyone did. Everyone, yeah, that's everyone like a wearing. regular thing. And the backpack too. Oh yeah, I, I would wear the shit out of everything they gave me. I wore my jersey to high school. That's terrible. That I is did. bad. But they made us on Fridays. You had well, yeah, to yeah, and like pep rally day. and shit. I yeah. loved it. Every single minute, I was like, "Oh, on Friday, my chest." We out. only we only wore our jerseys in high school when we had a game on Friday. Yeah, like on on game days. Yeah, but usually game days are Saturday. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, we played. All we didn't play. Games. You played Friday Night Light every time. Nah, not no. That's what I'm saying. We only wore them on Fridays when we had to go. Bro, to you the played game. in the PSL. You played on Saturdays. Did I? hundred <laughs> percent. Maybe Yo, it was a long ass time ago, yeah, man. Like yeah, 13, 14 years long ago. Long ass time ago, I probably concussed a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I started high school 10 years ago. I felt old. Like, God damn. But then I wonder how long ago Tim started high school. 2006. <laughs> Forget it. I started, no, I graduated high school. No, yeah. I was, yeah, was going to say, because I was I a freshman in 05. Yeah. So graduated high school in 06. 02? Yeah. Crazy. God damn. I was in eighth grade in 911. You were in eighth grade, nine eleven. I was in fourth grade. Yeah. I was in third. Yo, Fifth. you're old. Tim. Yo, that's how I com- that's how I tell time and shit. I was like, dude, wait, I've been. All right, two thousand one was when I was in fourth grade. So how do I? I've been um, I've been out of college longer than I was in college at this point. That's it. I'm I'm like I, I mean, I've I'm, been out of college. Me too. That, me too. By the way, this is too. my seventh year out <laughs> out of college. I took five years to graduate. So I promise, I was on purpose. I'm not an idiot. I've been out of school longer than I've been in high school and college. So. Yeah, I feel mad young lit. right now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's move forward here. We're going to talk about the NFL. Uh, week 13. First game we got on the slate. Cowboys, Redskins. Cowboys put up 38. Did not see that coming. You guys know how I feel about the Cowboys uh, offense here. Seems like they went to the ground. Yep. Alfred Morris, 27 carries. Tim talks about it all the time, how the, the Cowboys want to win. They got to... Time of possession. That's their shit. Looks like they went back to that. That's not a great game. A lot of turnovers from Washington helped. A lot Mm -hmm. of short fields, so you got to worry about that. Uh, Like you said, Tim, I actually did some research about the Cowboy defense. How Last year, they were on the field on average 24 and a half minutes. This year, they're up around 10 minutes more. And like you said, this is a defense that's built where they're uh, a top unit, not the top unit, but they're in the top 10 to 15 range. When they're playing 25 minutes a game on the field, but when you ask them to play more than half of the game on the field, it, it, it's quiet. And especially for a team that has some issues, whenever Sean Lee hits someone, he's another guy that lately, anytime he lays a big hit on someone, you get up and you're like, ah, get up, get up, is, that, is that it? Yeah, is it, is it a wrap for him? So it's uh, it's it's something you got to watch when you watch the Cowboys. How long are they on the field? That's how this team was designed. They were designed to ride Ezekiel Elliott for as long as they could. Uh, hit the play actions and stay on the field. That's how the team is designed. That's how Jerry Jones is the GM of that squad, right? Yeah. That's how Jerry Jones envisioned it, and that's how that's how that's how they got to play. And when they don't play that way, they they lose. Yeah, they're not a team that takes shots downfield. They're a methodical team who move the ball, and they I don't mean, have the weapons for it. Yeah, De- Dez back. <laughs> Yo, he made a couple of nice plays, and he read those nice routes, those go routes. On the goal line or from the 20, whatever it was. I was fucking with those. Those fly routes from the 20. Just lob it up there and let him go get it. 
What what have I said about that's how he, this? That's how he it, does. Inside the red zone. I mean, he not made a nice play on a slant, too, where he cut up for, I think that was the longest catch of the season at that point. Des like Bryant is the right. Adam Dunn of football. <laughs> Just like home run or nothing. Word. Inside the red zone, I can't think of a wide receiver I'd want more than him. Jump balls, 50. Him and D-Hop. D-Hop is... D-Hop, you I want think to talk Michael Crabtree got to be I think D-Hop's footwork is just more insane than yeah. any of his D-Hop's other nasty, attributes. Dude. But that style of receiver where D-Hop has a separation over him for sure. But Dez, I just think Dez 50-50 balls inside the 20 where, you know, it's basically a he's fast enough that he could get into the end zone from the 20. And you're not asking Dak to drop back too much. Just a quick little fade route. I think that's where he's elite. But everything else, he doesn't impress me. Nothing, nothing jumped off the screen when I was watching that game. In the, in this year's NFL, the Redskins are basically eliminated. I think if there was like an NIT in the NFL this year, and all the teams who didn't make the playoffs play each other, I think the Redskins could win that NIT. <laughs> the, the I, think, I think they're the best team that's that not going to make the playoffs this year. Okay. Um. All right, and we also have the Jets beating the Chiefs. Thirty-eight, thirty-one. Continue to slide. Yeah, what's going on with the Chiefs, man? Well, this is a team that we were like, oh man, this team. They had the ball for seventeen minutes. I, I mean, listen, they were making big plays. You got two big plays to Kelsey, two big plays to Hill. So that, that played a role. But you cannot just abandon the fucking run. Like, how many times are you not going to give the ball to Kareem Hunt? There was a very, very clear, like, way to win in the beginning of the year. Hand the ball to the motherfucker. Now they're not doing it, and it's showing. And their defense is really – and I, I know the excuses have to stop at a, at a certain point, but they're really missing Eric Berry. He he is the quarterback of that defense, and he they are completely lost without him. And they're getting drilled with big plays, drilled. They let Javon Kurtz go for almost 160 yards. Say it again. Jermaine. Jermaine, excuse me. For almost 160 yards, dude. That's crazy. That's insane. You can't let that happen. Yo, Robbie Anderson is the truth, too. He is. That dude makes plays. Tyreek Hill and him swapped jerseys after, and I think the jerseys were both on fire a little bit. <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> yeah, Ocho Cinco, did you see his tweet? Mm. Before the season, he's like, yeah. They're like, what? Someone tweeted, like, yo, what do you think about the Jets or how bad are the Jets going to be? He's like, don't worry, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is the answer to everything. <laughs> and, like, they pulled up recently. I was like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> but, yo, McCown's playing well. The Jets, the Jets are going to look back on this year and – they should be. I know you feel this way. They should have three more wins on their schedule. They should. And Yo, they should be in the playoffs right now. The Jets scare me for the simple point that now they're like a middling team. They don't really have that top pick. So maybe quarterback is kind of out of the question at this point. And it's like back to the same situation of two years ago where do you bring back Fitzpatrick? Do you bring back McCown on a one-year deal? McCown's having uh, – McCown's one of the most efficient – Quarterbacks in the league. He's top. He was second to Drew Brees in completion percentage a couple weeks ago. He's definitely still top five. So he's a capable game managing type quarterback that I think slings too. He can sling and he fits in perfectly with what they're doing on offense. For some somehow has made Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson dominant. Let me ask you guys a question. Did does this game say more about the Jets as a possible contender or the Kansas City falling out of? favor as a contender i think the chiefs more so i've been alex smith's number one critic i see post thanksgiving he's a guy that i like to bet against or i hope my team that i'm supporting has him on the schedule he's a guy that i never bought into come january he's a quarterback that let's face it he doesn't really have a strong arm that's never been his strength and now 
with the weather conditions. Look, Kansas City, they play outdoors, and that's a sprawling winds coming. In the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, Midwest. And he's not a guy that could make throws into the wind. That's one of the reasons why they went out and got Pat Mahomes. Big arm, big dude. And I think Alex Smith isn't the issue for this past game that we're recapping because he lit it up. He yeah. was chucking it all over the, the field. I think the guy that won the million dollars on DraftKings actually played Alex Smith. So he wasn't the issue. Like Tim said, the defense is... I don't know what's up with Marcus Peters. This guy's not only out of control, but he's also just like... If he's not getting a pick six, he's just getting picked on. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the defense... The, the Chiefs were winning this game late, 31-30, and they had to stop the Jets. I think it was like six times straight on the goal line, and they eventually got it in due to penalties, and then... Marcus Peters infamously throwing the flag 30 rows deep. Yeah. Marcus Peters reminds me a lot of... Can we talk about that for a second? That shit was hilarious. That was hilarious. Peters chucking the flag, it. went to the locker room. He didn't get ejected. He was still in the game. Came back with no socks on, and he's just chirping the crowd. Like, yeah. dude, Andy Reid is a like hard-nosed coach, old-school guy. He, I feel like something's coming for Peters, whether it's a fine internally that's not going to be let out or a bench next weekend. I don't know. Something's coming for Peters. But do you know what's funny? My little brother Jason, he's the quarterback for our squad, did that earlier this year to a ref. He just he th- fucking launched the the flag out out of the park completely, and they, he threw him out of the game. But apparently, it's okay for Peters. But Peters reminds me a lot of Antonio Camardi in the sense of like they they they're ball hawks. They're always around the ball, but they're very susceptible to getting beaten. Peters is gonna be like a drum right now. It's tough. I mean, he did have high expectations coming in. He had a good first was this his third year yeah his first two years he has the most interceptions since he entered the league yeah so chiefs got to figure it out on defense uh next game we have here is the patriots 23 bills three yo buffalo no receiving threat at all yeah. at all it's horrible and a lot of people are blaming that on fucking somehow blaming that on on tyrod taylor like uh, Tyrod Taylor got to take some of the blame, but no one's open. Yo, there's only th- three guys in the world that can make mediocre wide receivers guys you start in your fantasy team, right? We know who they are, so I'm not going to name them. Everybody else needs help. You got to get weapons for guys. And Zay Jones, I was a big fan of his co- coming out, and he lit it up in the preseason. He was getting a lot of looks. But look, this is also a rookie, and you want him to go up against Belichick as your number one weapon outside Belichick way, like that—that's that's asking a lot. Yeah. And it's pretty much—it's been the issue with the Bills all year. If McCoy doesn't get going, they're not winning. Yeah, it's a wrap now too for the Bills. There's Taylor got carted off. I mean, we saw Nate Peterman earlier a couple weeks ago. Davis Webb sighting. I think he—he he was the one that that came in. No, not Davis Webb. Uh, Josh, John Webb, Joe Webb, Joe Webb. There you go. Yeah, Joe Webb, who's a receiver. Yeah, it was a receiver. Part time receiver, part time quarterback. Like, yeah. when was the last time I played quarterback with the Vikings years yeah, ago? The Vikings. Like, come on, dude. Dude, I think he started a playoff game. Remember, he started for in, Christian Ponder in Christian the Gophers Stadium. I think he he started yeah. a couple games there. I remember. I bet that game. That was such a layup. That game is kind of was. This game is kind of closer than people think. Uh, you you know you see twenty three to three and you're like yeah that's the Patriots just kind of manhandled them except took their foot off the gas but Buffalo was really getting on uh, Tom Brady's nerves did you guys see when he was getting in the face of uh, McDaniel's? McDaniel's yeah all right so they they you know they said it was no good it was all good and and this and that and this and that and I believe it it's just that that offense is just so stagnant and mediocre and man I don't know they kind of ran it pretty effectively 
With Deion Lewis and Brett No, no, Brett. I'm talking about the, the Bills offense is stagnant and mediocre. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Patriots offense is definitely not stagnant or mediocre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing from Cooks, and they still just like with ease. Oh, yeah. Gronk 150, but he gone after that. Yo, class was hit by him. Andre Davis White. Yeah, and that it, was it, terrible. And it, Yo, it he, didn't make sense because, like you said, he had over 150 yards, I think, and he was lining it up. Usually guys, when they react that way. They're not getting the ball. It's because, yeah, they're held to one catch for four yards, and they're being frustrated. But for him to do that, that was kind of... Yo, the way he did it, too, was just pissed me off. Like, he was laying there out of bounds, unaware of what was going on for Davis White. And it looked like he used his brace and shoulder to hit him. And, like, a brace, if you get hit with a brace, yeah, you know, a brace yeah. is full metal and stuff like that. Blow right to the back of the head. And, and the NFL harps on head injuries now. That's their big thing. And yeah. you talk about... I like how... You can't see a head injury, but... Yeah. Like, you know, what more do you need to see to suspend someone? I like how Belichick, after the game, went up to McDermott, and he was like, yeah, that's bullshit. Sorry about that. You know, like, you, you could tell that's not something that, that's not the Patriot way. They don't yeah. react like that. I mean, and even dude, Brady said it last week with the Dolphins, how they said how, I think Miami got, two guys got ejected from that game. Sue is on that team, so you know he's out of control all the time. And they said that when they broke down the film, they saw Belichick really preach to all his players that they're going to try to get under your skin. Yeah. You need to back away. You need to swallow your pride. You need to put your ego aside, and you need to step away. Let them get all these personal fouls. Let them get ejected. And you know that that's something that Belichick preaches. Yo, you got to keep your cool. And for Gronk to go and do that. And look, Gronk isn't a guy that's had a, a bad track record in the past. You know, if it was Sue, we're like, ah, same old shit with him. You know, Avante's perfect. Here we go again. But with Gronk, he hasn't had no issues of personal fouls like that. That was Dirt McGirt. It was. Uh, next game we have here, the Broncos... Uh, got shellacked 35 to 9 by the Dolphins. I, I don't have much to say about this game except the Broncos suck so bad that a team that is the actual suck itself <laughs> made them <laughs> look like children. Shout out Kenyon Drake, man. That, 120 yards. Not shout him out. I'm going against him in fantasy. Yeah, but I thought with Kenyon. I have him in VM, though. I'm going to the playoffs to VM. I'd just like to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, me too. I. Am I making it? I didn't make it. Uh, are you making it? Do you know why you didn't make it? Because your boy knocked you out. Yo, I have a question. How's Woo! that? How's that work? Is it the top two division or is it how's top, it? Top four in general. Just four. Top four in general. You in there? And then, I don't know. Old Dirty McGurdy. Because right now I'm first in my division, but I'm losing this week. You are losing this week, but you're you're and you're playing Impy. If Impy outscores you, you're out. If he doesn't, you're in. I mean, if he outscores in me, points four, he, I'm he, talking about oh, points, points scores four. you in general. Oh, I'm second in the league in points four. You are. By like, Am I, I in first? Because I have you to are in first. There. I think oh, you're yeah. the only one ahead of me. Bro, you're in first. Just, just hope I don't make the championship and hope I, like Zeke will be back. Aaron Rodgers on the men. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> my ring right now. Well, that, there's a problem though because you're gonna have to face me in the first round. I'ma slap that ass. Tim, I'm, you're gonna slap his. Give head. me all that ass. Who does Tim got? Golden Tate. How's he been doing? Golden Tate over Landry. Let's not bring that up. <laughs> when I win the championship, we can bring that up. Shut up. C plus roster in the playoffs. Kenyon Drake though, when uh, Kenyon Drake, when uh, Williams got ruled out, if uh, if you didn't think he was gonna have a big game, you were crazy because he was starting to get more and more of the snaps and more and more of the the uh, opportunities in that backfield, and he had a solid game. Yo, the Miami defense came to play too. I know it's not saying much because they got a safety because the ball got snapped over Simeon's head. Simeon's also a legend, and they they played all right. Yo, the Dolphins, it's weird. I don't know if you guys saw the point spread for this week. They're playing on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. They're a 13-point underdog in Miami. Jesus. 
Crazy. Well, Miami somewhere. didn't give up an uh, offensive touchdown, though. Now you're talking about the defense. Yeah. They just gave up a pick six. Color threw a pick six. That was it. Which is sounds about right. Yeah. Color. Typical color. Uh, next game we got here, uh, the 49ers getting a win against the Bears. Jimmy G. Jimmy Five G. field goals for Dawson. G. I would like to uh, start this off. If you guys remember, let's go back. Back. Rewind it to last year, week one. We did uh, overreactions, hot takes coming out of week one. I said something. Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I am standing by that. I mean, he, he has, didn't play all that well at all. He I, did I disagree. I, I, he's, he's new to the system. New to the system. He engineered a drive at the end of the game that took five minutes. From, from the five-yard line, too. And, and look, let's face it. Bears, we like to laugh at them, but their defense does play better at home. Yes, shut, they beat the Falcons. Sorry, they didn't beat the Falcons, but they held the Falcons in check. They beat the Steelers. They have some impressive wins at home. It's mm-hmm. a team that plays better in front of that crowd. With that being said, long drive to, to end the game. Uh, come on. His weapons are... Some Marquis Goodwin on the eight catches. Squad. Good, Goodwin, good solid. You know, Goodwin. I think he's going to be a guy that could potentially like have some monster games going forward now because C.J. Beathard was overthrowing him or underthrowing him a lot, and he was you know this guy's an Olympic track star. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think with Garoppolo, th- this could be something going forward that that could be exciting. And besides that, like Carlos Hyde out the backfield, he got twenty touches, but he didn't do anything with them. Who? El Guapo. Oh, guapo. guapo. And, uh, yo, I thought I thought he played right. Yeah, he played right. Nothing to write home about, though. But, I mean, hey, you got you to win in your first start and the team's second one of the year. So. That's it. First game for the Niners. You, on the road, too. You, on the road, and you win. Shout out to the Lamb. I took the Bear, I took the Niners this week, and you brought up that stat that the Bears at home, as a favorite, dreadful, under Fox. Yeah, 0-6. <laughs> now 0-7 straight up. Yeah. They asked John Fox. Straight up. They asked John Fox after the game, why didn't you just let them score? You were up by one, so you could have time. And if you could score a touchdown, you could just kick the extra point and you, and you win. He goes, we were really confident that we would block Robbie Gold's kick at the end. Uh, the percentage of kicks that have been blocked from inside 30 yards is less than 1% in the NFL. Yo, Robbie Gold was wilding <laughs> out when he hit that, too, because he's a former Bear. He yeah. was looking at the sideline the whole time. The sideline the whole time. Five field goals. They did him dirty, too. They, they cut him midseason, didn't they, after like having a great year? Yeah, they, they had signed him to a big deal. He got like $9 million. Yeah, they come for, for money kicker. reasons. Dirt McGirt. Here's a trivia question. Who has more wins, Hugh Jackson as a head coach for the Browns or Jimmy Garoppolo? This year? Even. This year? Well, yeah, they're even. Well, no, no, just in their career. In their career, they're even. I think I know Hugh Jackson is like six and thirty-three in his career. No, oh, no, no. Garoppolo for the, oh he played for the past. Garopp- Garoppolo this year or Hugh Jackson as the head coach of the Browns? I'm gonna say Hugh Jackson. Just because nah, he would even. Be, he would even. They yeah. both have one win. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's really bad. That's bad. Jimmy you, G, yo, there's something about him. He 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 oh, looks he looks good. If he had Colt McCoy, he looks uh he looks. He, look, he looks Not like the real deal, man. He wears the right number, too. If you wear a 10, you're the truth. I'm All a, right. I'm an AJ McCarron. Next game here, we got the Ravens beating the Lions 44-20. to 20. I don't really know what to say about this. Ravens defense is going to carry them. If they could run the ball similar to, well, actually, I, I don't know. Jacksonville, Bortles isn't that much of an asshole as we thought he was. But Ravens defense, if they have a lead and they can run the ball with Alex Collins, I think they're a team that can make some noise. And yo, there's some there's they show some flashes when they're airing it out to Mike Wallace and they're connecting. That's a pretty fun offense to watch. But you only get that like once a drive. 
uh, once a once a game. So right now they're seven and five, right, and they're sitting pretty in the AFC. That's a weak AFC. Their remaining schedule is they have to play the Steelers on the road Sunday night. Now this is not going to be an easy win, but definitely a winnable game because these two teams play each other rough shot every year, right? Then they play the Browns on the road, the Colts at home, and the Bengals at home to end the year. This team is in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. And when you're in the playoffs and you have defense and a running game, those are the most always the most wild card teams. And don't forget, Joe Flacco has never been a great regular season player. Now, I, don't get me wrong. This year, he's beyond what he's been in terms of how much he sucks, right? Yeah. But he did go on a roll at one point where he had 11 touchdowns. So watch out for this Ravens squad because if – Right now they're in the driver's seat to make the playoffs, and if they make the playoffs in that five or six seed, they can make some. They can do some damage. I will say this: they, they suffered a big injury in that secondary. Yes, they did. Jimmy Smith got hurt with an Achilles, and then on top of that, he got suspended. Didn't he? he got suspended for PEDs. So yeah. when he comes back from injury, he's gonna have to serve four a four-game exactly suspension there. for PEDs. Is is that I I read today that he's serving the four-game suspension while he's injured? Oh yeah, you could do that. Uh, I. That's what you, I you read. could be right, but sure. I, I remember there was something with Josh Gordon where he was suspended. That's for, weird. Maybe he'll just. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know. Because usually when you're suspended, it means that you're eligible. Yeah, yeah, like you're you're able to play. Yeah, but you're serving yes, the suspension. Yes. It usually doesn't happen where you're serving a suspension and you're, you're injured. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, you're not really punishing him there. Right. Uh, next game we have here is the Vikings beating the Falcons fourteen and nine. Yo, guys, let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, if I were to tell you that one QB in this matchup went 25 for 30, hit 11 different receivers, and went 12 for 12 in the second half, which quarterback do you think I'm talking about? The one on my fantasy team. Well, obviously this is a trick question because I wouldn't be... It's kind of rhetorical. I, like, wasn't posing, I wouldn't be posing it if it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Case Keenum, man. Mm-hmm. It's time to, to let this guy be what he is this year. Like... You're seeing what's going on with the Rams' offense and how Jeff Fisher held them back so hard. Maybe it's the same case with this guy. He was still he was great in Houston. He's slaying the ball over the, all over the field, and he's being a playmaker. He's being a guy that's converting third downs. He's really making this offense what it is. Uh, it's really time to stop sleeping on him. But what really happened in this game is Minnesota used their I, – I, they're not ranked number one in any category, and they're not – uh, they're they're not considered the number one defense. In my opinion, this is the number one defense in the NFL. This is a defense that could hit you with a pro bowler, an all pro at every single different spot that you need to on the line, in the linebacking core, uh, in the secondary. and Got two in the secondary with uh, Smith. Two in the secondary, and, and they have a guy who makes the calls that put them in the right place to be. Uh, Minnesota brought the pressure. Even when Matt Ryan wasn't pressured, there were numerous penalties on the offensive line just trying to keep him up. That set up for a lot of third and longs. Atlanta was 1 for 10 on third downs. That's how you know the defense was there. And Xavier Rhodes, after Julio, went apeshit. Xavier Rhodes held Julio to just two catches for 24 yards in this game. And he was only targeted six times. So... He was completely shut down. Xavier Rose did his job, and the overrated Falcons lay another egg. <laughs> I, 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 I've came said back. so many things about ATL. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Freeman came back 6.2 yards per carry. He looked pretty solid. I think going forward, they might feature him more. Um, he, he played 75% of the snaps for the Falcons despite coming back from that concussion. And, yeah, Tim, you're, you're right. Spot on on uh, – on your feelings on Atlanta, their season's on the line come Thursday. Yeah, they play at home against the Saints. That game is a pick 'em. 
So th- what they're saying is if this game was in New Orleans, they'd be a six-point favorite in New Orleans, that is. And it's a put-up or shut-up now. You haven't really defended home field, which last year was your strength. And I think they've lost three games now at home. And if you're Atlanta, you got to put you know your all hands on deck here this week. Yeah, they got swept by the NFC North this year. They got and, and they got the Saints twice, and they got the Panthers again. No, they beat the Packers, didn't they? Pretty sure they lost to the Packers. Did they play the Packers on? Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they did. Touche. They have a lot of big games. They they're only playing the I'm t- in the ATL side. They're only playing their division. To end out the season, which is a good thing for them at this point in the season. It could be if their division I mean, the wasn't quick, a fucking they, they, bomb squad, right? They play, but it's the easiest way to make up ground. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure, sure. That's it, I mean, that's where you want to be, but right. you got to win twice against the Saints, and you got to beat the Panthers too at the Panthers. Yeah, it's no, it's not going to. I mean, it's not. No, easy in uh, in Atlanta. Oh, that's in Atlanta. Yeah, because remember they they won in right, Carolina right. with the uh, the drop by Julio. You right. So yeah, they could. Yo, they can if, if they take care of business. They could still get to eleven and five, which is what you want. So, right? What's their record? There's, there's seven and five. The Falcons right? are seven. Yeah, and five, seven yeah. and five. Yeah, it's hard to see them. It's gonna be hard to see them beating the Saints twice. Saints twice. Um. All right. Next game I got here is the Packers beating the Bucks twenty six to twenty. The most important game of Week thirteen was this one. Hundred <laughs> percent. We had a little. We had a little discussion in the group chat. I don't understand why you love this game so much. I mean, dude, you know who Green Bay plays this week? They play Cleveland. Okay. Right. All right. They win that game. They go to seven and six. Do you know who could come back after? Yeah. Who, by the way, if they didn't put him on, Clay Matthews came out and he said it's a joke that we put him on IR because he he would have been back by now. He would have been able to play potentially in this week. Definitely would have been able to play against Cleveland. He's practicing. So, Green Bay, biggest game of the weekend for the entire landscape of the NFL. Because if they're seven and six and they get Rodgers back. They play Carolina, they play Minnesota, and then they close out the year, I believe, against Chicago. Could be wrong there, but they could still get to 10-6. and six. And, you know, we saw Rodgers last year. He said, that everyone relax, we're going to run the table, and he did. And think about what that does for your team if you have a guy like that coming back. Jordy Nelson has been pedestrian. Yo, it, just so you guys can understand, on fan uh, DraftKings this week, he was $4,100. This was a wide receiver that was in the Julio, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham range, where you really needed to consider playing him when he had Aaron Rodgers. These guys ghost now. He was on my fantasy squad. He was an absolute beast. He's had 130 yards receiving since week six. He's got 410 yards on the season. Crazy. But Devontae Adams is still producing at a high rate. Yeah, Hundley, that's his guy. He's yeah. targeting him the most. Uh, the run, I think the running back situation has been solved for them. This guy, Jamal Williams, is kind Legit. of the real deal. You, 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 guy. you remember at the draft? I said that. At our, our sleeper, draft? My sleeper pick. I watched a lot of him because, I mean, last year I had a gambling account. I was watching a lot of West Coast football. <laughs> Yo, he was like an all-timer at BYU. Yeah. And he had a couple of 200-yard games. And, yo, he could just run. You could tell he could run. He outsnapped uh, Jones forty-eight to two, back, yeah, in his first Jones. week back. So, I know that I had my eye on Jamal Williams, and then stupidly I pivoted off him playing this weekend because I'm like, oh, Jones is gonna come back. Timeshare. I hate doing timeshares when I play fantasy. Do you think it's gonna be a timeshare going forward now that he scored that last long be. touchdown, the thirty-yarder? I, I don't know. That's a that's my biggest issue with going forward. It seems like Green Bay has gone with the hot hand since like this season, like in terms of Ty Montgomery. He's back now, but he's he got hurt. I, IR. 
Oh yeah, he's but he did IR. come back before going to the IR. Yeah, yeah, but he's back on the IR. He's out for the year. Yeah, but he, I'm saying he came back and it was still Jones's load, mm-hmm. and he was coming in, you know, here and there. And now Jamal Williams is taking over effectively. You say hot hand, but he played two snaps though, and like one of them he scored the touchdown. So is it really like he? Ended? No, I'm saying they're going to keep Jamal Williams out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like, if that's the case, yeah, yeah he's yeah. been running well the last two games, and they tried to use him first. It seemed like when Montgomery went down, he was ineffective, and Jones came on and took over and they stuck with him. Now it's Williams who's riding hot. That's the Green Bay way. Mm. Uh, next game we got Titans 24, beating the Texans 24 to 13. <laughs> this is the greatest cover probably that I've seen Yo, in a very long time. I was hype. I had them in my pick and pool and I was, it was like 17-13 and then I was like, oh, I'll check that game later. That's a loss. 17-13, they could have taken a knee and then punted it with like 15 seconds left and it, what is Savage going to do? You know what I'm saying? And Derrick Henry, again, just is the second time he's done it where yep. he just strings off this long run. By the way, remember what I said about DeMarco Murray like early You're in the right. year? You're right. He's gone. He's yeah. done. Non-fact He's on been that done. I don't know if it's the injury or if he just – this is the t- – he is 29. This is like the turning point for most guys. Yo, what the fuck, uh, Mike Malarkey? Are you going to start giving the ball to Derrick Henry or what? Because your offense is stagnant until you give him the ball. Yeah. And then, and then it becomes something. He In the last two games, he's had, uh, I, I think, 11, 80 yards and 11 carries. And in this game, they broke out the 75-yard run. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. He's the, he, His size and strength, what, what are you still handing the ball to DeMarco Murray for? I don't understand it. I don't even I can't even comprehend it. Yeah, the entire offense just looks better when he's he's the running back. And their defense isn't bad. Now I don't know how much of that was Tom Savage, but oh that's a team where when they play at home, I prefer them than on the road. Yeah. But yo, you know it's funny that week seventeen game, the Jaguars are playing the Titans in uh in Tennessee. That might be our Sunday night football game. That might be for the division. It probably will be. Or or playoff seating. Flex. Do you see anyone else like it no one else is not in that it's gonna division. Be them not, yeah, no, no, no chance. <laughs> it's gonna be for the division, and probably the loser is gonna go home. Oh, nah, it's the AFC, so probably not. Uh, next game we got Jaguars beating the Colts thirty to ten. Uh, Blake Bortles played well. Uh, you don't usually see Blake Bortles play well, but uh, this was a, a game where the team that was supposed to win won, and Leonard Fournette got in the end zone. That was nice. I don't think there's much to read into this. The Jaguars should have won. And they did. Nick's boy Didi. Quiet game. I was more on the quiet one. game. ADRs. Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting. When I mean quiet, this guy came out. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have 200 yards in my first game, so I'm expecting that." But I was on. A, I liked Marquise Lee this week. Last week he drew Patrick Peterson and got shut down. Patrick Peterson has been doing that all year. He's been, you know, it's him and Casey Hayward. Pro Football Focus has as like, you know, two of the top three corners in football and man coverage. And then, you know, he drew a, a rough matchup, and everyone was way too excited for uh, D.D. Westbrook. And rightfully so. This dude is talented. But you saw Blake Bortles efficient. I think 26 of 35 he was. He threw for two touchdowns. Marquise Lee made a sick catch, too. And he's become the number one receiver. It's going to be, yo, this team, I, I'm, I'm starting to sense Eli is going to go there. And I'm very excited for them going forward next year. I think Eli, for a year or two, with that team, doesn't need to do much. I know I've said this the last couple of episodes. They spent all their money they need. Like, they have that team there now to win. They just need a cue. I, I mean, Bortles looked okay. But I think if you bring Eli Manning and his pedigree, granted his play has slipped a bit, but he can still bowl enough to get them to win that division. That's not all that good. I mean, luck comes back, but that roster's still terrible. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Houston gets the Sean Watson back, too, but... 
they'll be good enough to compete for a division title. By the way, shout out to Calais Campbell, who with four games left set the franchise record for most sacks in a season by a Jaguar. 12.5. Nick and I were right on the ball. When Nick, was he your biggest addition? Yeah, my biggest addition. And he was my biggest him. subtraction? Yeah. The dude is a monster. And yo, I never realized how big his contract was. This guy's up there in age. I think he's like 32, 33 years old, and he got $60 million in 30, the whole season. 31. 31. Wow. So that's a big contract for a guy there at that age. But hey, he's living it up right now, and he's he's doing it up too. Tenth season. Yeah. I think he's from the U, no? Yes, sir. Yeah. Woo! Uh, next game, we got the Chargers beating the Browns 19-10. to Bosses Chargers. Yeah, yo. Yo, Keenan Allen's the hottest player in football right now. Go, Chargers, go. This guy is lighting it up. First wide receiver in NFL history with double-digit catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown in three straight games. Let that sink in a little bit. There's been some good-ass receivers in the NFL. You know what? Watching that game, I, it was nice. To, it's nice to see him healthy. Yes, I think a sure. lot of people forgot just how good he was, too. It was a guy that was he wasn't he wasn't the best wide receiver in the league, but he was floating around your top ten to fifteen. Where if he was the number one on your team, you'd be very confident and very happy. Yeah, he was ascending. He had a strong rookie year, and then second year play, and then he missed pretty much almost two years straight. Yeah, spleen injury, and then the yeah. ACL. Yeah, so he's doing good. How about uh, Piffy G? Yo, that's my guy. I started him. Yo, still, still lost, but I started him. Only the second wideout this year to have more than 80 yards receiving against the Chargers. Yeah, they have... Uh, you know who the other one was? Odell. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I remember that game, too. And he's been on the couch for three years. Yeah. That guy's a Insane. freak, man. Insane. That guy's an animal. Dude, I went to Twitter and I tweeted about that. It's incredible what he did yesterday. Yeah, it really Dude, is. three years, right, of not playing in a game and all the other shit... That, that he went through too. And, you know, self-imposed. Is that the right term that I'm yeah, looking for? Like, I mean, you know, he, he did it to himself yeah. too. But for him to come back, competitive game, against one of the best corners in football and dominate him. And, you know, he ran a route on 76% of Deshaun Kaiser's. Yeah, he was um, getting the ball shoved to him. 11 yeah. targets. Sorry, he ran a route on 89% of Kaiser dropbacks, 76% of the snaps he played, 11 targets, four catches, 85 yards. Pickup of the year, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. 11 And now targets. they got Green Bay this week because you better Food. be starting them. He's going in my lineup. Piffy G in the playoffs. Uh, PFF ranked Josh Gordon's game in 83. Which Solid. is above average. His first game back in, hold on, I have the exact number of days. It makes it sound better than three years. It was like 1,078 1, games. I was going to say 71, yeah. Yo, One Kaiser thousand. probably just like saw him, was like, look at this dude. Yes, yeah, and look at this you, weapon I have. Yeah, yeah. If you, and if you listen to Hugh Jackson, he was just, all his press conferences and just reading beat like, writers, he's like, oh man, I'm so happy to have it. He was like having a semi talking about Josh Gordon. Dude, and might Kaiser, his job. If Kaiser had uh, any sort of accuracy whatsoever, it would have been a giant day for him. He, they, he just missed him on a, on a go route. Just missed him. hope the Browns win the Super Bowl <laughs> next year. <laughs> if the Browns win the Super Bowl next year, I will... Be careful. You never know. Run down the street Damn. completely butt-ass naked. I'll do it too. All right. We'll hold hands. With our dicks painted brown. Sounds good. 
My dick is already brown. No. My dick's shady brown too. Is that weird? But probably the tannest part of my body. If yeah, honest I, with you. it's because it's because yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, like yeah. white right, white right, people. Right, right, right. Where, where's the conversation going? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I think it's the Mediterranean in us. Next Yo, up, <laughs> uh, what? Three teams at six and six in the AFC West. Yeah, the Raiders too. And only Wait one off. good team. Mm. The Chargers. Talk about the Chargers. Uh, next game we have the Rams beating the Cardinals thirty-two to sixteen. Yeah, that that's what was, that's what I was expecting. Rams just yeah, took care of business. Again. Yeah, no one buying the Rams. I yeah, am. I'm buying the Rams for sure. They're like no, everyone's talking about Minnesota, Philly. I know Seattle's one game out now or two games out. I think there's two games out. The they NS, pl- they NS play them in two now. weeks. Yeah, there's a rough stretch for the Rams they in got, Seattle. They got the Eagles Dude. at home and then they got to go to Seattle. I can't wait for. Uh, AFC, I mean uh, championship weekend for the for the NFL. We're gonna have some fucking phenomenal matchups. Do you mean you mean the divisional round? Because they they say that's the best year, that's the best weekend of football. Because you have the the bye week, the teams. second round. Yeah, you right. have the bye week teams. That's the divisional, divisional round. Yeah. Wildcard weekend. And the yeah, right. The divisional round. Yeah, you're gonna have some good ass matchups. It's gonna be the best. Vegas, <sighs> boss. Vegas. Dude. We gotta talk about that, man. <laughs> Uh, here's a game that I didn't watch a second of. The Raiders beat the Giants 24 to 17. I boycott it. I mean, again, <laughs> not much to say about this game. The Raiders uh, are not a good team, but they beat a team that was awful. Um, Raiders six and six. Now they play the Chiefs. This is a big game for for both teams coming up. Loser least town match. Yeah, one of my favorites. For sure. Without a doubt, one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Loser is leaving town for good. Packing your bags. Yo, what about Geno Smith? Right. Well, I, I know they're going back to Eli. McAdoo and Jerry Reese got fired today. For yes. those of you that might have been off Twitter and weren't aware, um, Geno Smith. I was uh, reading this article about the five five ways Geno Smith, five best moments for Geno Smith In that game. as a quarterback for for the Jets, and it was oh. how they beat the Titans that year, and then they lost the head to head with Tennessee, and then uh, they ended up drafting Mariota. That was oh, that yeah. same year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. It would have been funny if uh, Geno Smith would have won on Sunday, but he didn't. So they're going back to Eli. But, uh, yeah, I think Eli Manning sabotaged his streak to get uh, Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo fired. Yeah, but if he's mm. leaving next year. All right, so let's let's talk about Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo. How are you guys feeling about that as Giants fans? Uh, Jerry Reese, it's been long overdue. Um, you think so? Let's not forget, though, like Jerry Reese did lead you to two Super Bowls. He fair. built those squads. Uh, he built the second one at least. The second one, yeah. I'll give you the second one. Um, he had hit a, a three-year span where he was hitting grand slam after grand slam on uh, draft picks. Yeah. Right. So every single draft pick, I think it's only twice in NFL history, all seven guys in 2007 played in the Super Bowl. Like recorded, recorded a stat. Right. Kevin Boss, Ahmad Bradshaw, Steve Smith, Jay Alford had a sack on Brady. You had a lot of guys that played in that game. Uh, I believe Aaron Ross was a rookie that year, too. So he was hitting home runs. Jason Pierre-Paul was one of those raw defensive ends, a freak athlete, and he became a pretty solid piece for the Giants. Kenny Phillips, if you guys remember him, coming out the U. Mm. And then he hit that stretch where, you know, going back to David Wilson, Unfortunately, that dude had a career-ending injury that's different, but he wasn't even panning out then. You uh, take Justin Pugh, who now he's coming along, but still, like, he's a guy who everyone was grading him as a third, fourth-round pick. You take him in the first round, kind of a reach. Um, Eric Flowers, playing a lot better this year. Another reach, though. Another reach, too. Uh, Eli Apple, great rookie year, all PFF first team, all rookie team. 
Now he's one of the worst rated cornerbacks in football. Another reach too. And he his his stay with the Giants extended because they drafted Odell Beckham. Yeah. And it, he he would go to John Mara and the Tish family. I'm guessing, and he'd be like, "Yo, man, look what I got for you. I got you the most popular popular most marketable player in the league, and he's the most exciting player in the league too." So he ended up staying longer than he should have. Uh, dude, he's been there for a while. He's been there for over a decade. It's time, you know. Similar like Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi got fired yeah. Game Seven in ALCS, but he's been there for over a decade. Sometimes it's just you just need a new voice, and that's what you have there. And McAdoo, you know, uh, good luck on your future endeavors. Hit you with a Vince McMahon bar there. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck would hire that guy. Fuck him. Jesus Christ, I hate that guy. <laughs> I saw a shirt that said Ben McAdoo. I was like, I'm kidding. He's the, he, you know, he's not even like a, you know, there's rumors that Philly orchestrated that whole thing. So Philly, Philly came out and wanted him as the head coach before they got Peterson yeah. and then the Giants went out and made him the head coach. So that there, there's rumors that they were never considering to head coach him. They just wanted to force the hand of the Giants, of the Giants. and make McAdoo co- head coach because they knew he had no redeeming qualities to be a head coach. If that is the case, then there's a little fucking maestro up there in the. In Philly, be careful. They got they got us. Well played, yeah. Because yeah. Eli had a Eli had two solid years with, with uh, McAdoo, and uh, Eli was the biggest advocate for McAdoo being the head coach. Mm-hmm. And then you know I saw a funny tweet, and it's like it'd be your own people, man. It was Mike Lombardi tweeted how uh, Eli Manning went to ownership and was like, "Yo, I want him to be the head coach." And someone quoted it was like, "It'd be your own people, man." <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers. Um, the next game we have is the Saints. Beating the Panthers thirty one twenty one. This is a this was a excellent statement game mm. uh, for the Saints. Uh, a little bit about Mark Ingram, right? One of the things I said about Mark Ingram and about my like my fantasy prospects about Mark Ingram this year about how I didn't why I didn't like him is because he was so hard in the doghouse of Sean Payton. But here's the thing about when you let a dog out of the doghouse, you trust him now. You let he goes hunting with you. Right, it's like when it's like when uh, in the Game of Thrones when Here they, comes the metaphors when they turned when they turned uh, Theon to Reek, yeah, and he went and he, and he hijacked his old family for the new family. Yeah, that's what Mark Ingram is, and, except he's a football version. And him and Alvin Kamara are such a great one-two punch. Did you see Alvin Kamara just shrug off like a hit stick? He just shrugged off a hit stick and got into the end zone. And he's not only skinny and fast, he's also fucking powerful. And those two as a combination, they're being like talked about as maybe the greatest combinations of running backs ever in terms the of their production. Yeah. I can't remember the last time there was a game where I was like, "Oh wow, they put up a dud." Like they're just they're running all over everybody. Since eight Peterson got traded, it's it's crazy. Prime example of why I believe he was a third round pick, Kamara. Prime example of why day two and day three are just as important as day one mm-hmm. in the draft. They traded up to get him in the third yeah. round. Clearly, the rookie of the year. Yeah, and maybe Lattimore on both sides. Like yeah, they might be getting the year. yeah on both sides of the ball. They hit they hit the shit out of that draft, man. They also got an offensive lineman uh, in that draft that's been playing very well. They they have a defensive lineman that's been playing very well. They really murdered that draft, and the Saints needed this win. Uh, I think they needed to win. They needed to beat uh, their number one division rival rival at home. Uh, you see what kind of a difference having those two corners makes. Uh, it's giant, 
The Saints are real, man. They're going to win this division. Lattimore didn't play, though. Ex- ex- no, nah, yeah, he has been. Lattimore didn't play last week. But Are you sure? Yeah. I could have. So I watched the whole game. I could have didn't see Lattimore. Yeah, Lattimore was man, out. I, I Crowley was in. Yeah, yeah all right. Maybe in. I was. All right, yeah. fine. So you see the, diff- the difference between that and, listen, when this team is full strength, it's hard for them to beat them because on one side you have guys who are going to shut down everything you do because they're good against the pass, they're good against the run. And then you got Drew Brees and a running back tandem. I was talking about a Michael Thomas game and how it had to be a big Michael Thomas game. Michael Thomas had a, had a big game. And this team right now seems like the most slept on team. I, you guys know if you've been listening that I've been on the fucking bandwagon for this team the whole time. But they're still being slept on for some reason and I don't understand it. This, this team is going to be up there with the best teams in, in the NFC. And they're going to be there in that championship, in that uh, wild card, I mean the division weekend. They're going to be there. And they're going to be in a dogfight with someone. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really good game. They got a safety, Williams, who's also a rookie, that they hit a home run on, too. He was out this past week, too. So they were short two of their four starters in the secondary. And you got to just imagine when they have full strength, all hands on deck, that's a very scary team. I'm waiting for Kamara and Ingram to just dud. But like you said, Joe, it's combined. You're getting 40 points from them if you're playing fantasy. So that means that it's translating on the field. I think it's it's just it's it'll be hard for a person like for those guys to dud because you have Michael Thomas and you have Drew Brees. Got Ted you have to respect stretch, that. Stretches the field. Right, you too. have to respect that. And not only that, in the backfield you have a running you have you know two running backs that do that, the same things. That can catch and run. Yeah, versatility. So you can, it's like how do you game plan against that offense? For, it's super versatile. What yeah. about uh Willie Sneed, 1B, a little insider that we have? I think he has 5 catches all year. Yeah. And I might be giving him too much credit. He's Yo, been completely zoned out of that. Do you know offense. why he, do you know why he has been? Brandon Coleman, Shady has been one of the better run blocking wide receivers on the on the big run by Ingram. He came in from the opposite side and laid a block that sprung him. He laid a block block last week that sprung uh, Kamara on a big run. Brandon Coleman has been a really good, really, really, really good asset on the team, not only as a receiver, but as a blocker. And Drew Brees can't say enough about him as a teammate. He's one of those unsung guys that every really good team has that no one really appreciates what he's doing. Everyone on that team is versatile. They had a, they had the quarterback, Hill, I think his last name was, coming down and making two special teams tackles. I saw uh, that. Yeah, like th- this. everyone on that team is buying in. Uh, Kam- uh, Kamara and... Ingram, after like before or after the game, I can't remember what they like. One of them was like picking things out of the other's hair, and the they other did one a was post-game like, interview together. Yeah, they're was, doing everything together. They are completely bought in. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's Reek now, man. It's not. It's not Ingram anymore. <laughs> it's not Theon. It's Reek. I like him, man. I like the Saints. Uh, last game on the slate here, we have the Seahawks beating the Eagles, twenty-four to ten. This was a great game. It was a great game. This was a fun ass game, dude. These two quarterbacks. This was a fucking clinic. Ridiculous. Yo, I don't know how anyone, how you play defensive line against Russell Wilson. Dude keeps you (laughs) moving the whole game. It's impossible. And like as a 300 plus pound man, you got to be, I mean, you're fried come third, fourth quarter. And that's when he excels. It's crazy too. Second half. Like we talked about this last week. Like he puts up his numbers in the second half. It's crazy because sometimes if, if I feel like he just takes the ball in the snap and then turns around and sprints backwards six yards and then rolls out to the right and still makes a dime throw whoever he needs to make it. Um, I think the key to the game was the pressure. Carson Wentz never had a comfortable pocket. Legitimately all game. Not mm-hmm. one comfortable pocket. And 
The only drive they scored a touchdown on went to make two ridiculous fucking Jesus plays. Yo, the throw that he made on their end of the end zone of yeah. the field. Going down, right? Probably three of the best throws I've ever seen. It's fucking ridiculous. That, that was a ridiculous The one where thing. he was getting tackled into yeah. a 50-yard pass. Yes. Yeah, and then one. afterwards, he like rolled to the right, jumped Threw it across his body, like, like when the you fuck, like when you press the wrong button in Madden. In Madden yes, yeah. but yo, exactly. you, you've actually you've seen that play more and more come out this year. A Close lot of teams, fields. a lot yeah. of teams run that with the well, tight ends, though. Right, but the, uh, that play seemed like that seemed a like broken a broken one. play. Yeah, but those the are, other ones are like the rollouts and the design back yeah, yeah, back yeah. door plays. We saw that from uh, OJ Howard and Evan Giants, Ingram yeah. and shit. Yeah, um, but yeah. yo, these quarterbacks are out of control, man. Russell what? Wilson's just on another level. Can I, can I say something about Russ real quick? He's the answer. Yeah. No more AI. He He's the answer. And here's why. We talk about Cam Chancellor. He's missing. Talk about Richard Sherman. He's missing. Uh, you, you, talk, you talk about, you know, Eric Thomas is up there in age. He has a lot of miles on his legs. And Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Uh, they, they lose Cliff Averill. They lose all these guys. Prior to Russell Wilson becoming the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll with Seattle, his record, 14 and 18. Since then, 64, 27 and 1, five bye weeks, two Super Bowl appearances, should have two rings, has one. This dude is the real deal. Uh, his, his, his weapons, I feel like he's elevated them. Like we were saying before about how there's three quarterbacks that have three quarterbacks in the world that elevate their players. I think he's one of the three quarterbacks that do that. And... Dude, the offensive line, one of the reasons why he is Houdini back there, and like Tim was saying, how he runs back is it's not like planned. He has to. Yeah. He has to run for his life. Yeah. And zero running game up until now. I think I think that they found a guy now going forward. And, you know, you look you look at the backfield and this past week he led the way with forty five of sixty two snaps, and that's Mike Davis. So I think that going forward. This is the second time this year that they find a running back. Hopefully, this guy doesn't get hurt because you saw what Chris Chris Carson did when he was getting the time, and then unfortunately he got hurt on Sunday Night Football. But I think Mike Davis is, is their guy going forward, and then you have McKissick coming out the backfield. That scat back element to your offense. McKissick's really hard to defend, and I think they use him to a, a in a really nice way when he scored the touchdown. Dude, that guy's a bruiser. He like, was he, takes, he was also a uh, top wide receiver prospect coming out of high school. So yeah. he actually played wide receiver. And then he made the transition because they used him like that. They saw that, you know, you're probably not going to see the field as, an, uh, as a wide receiver, but you could be our third down back in college. And then that's how he made that transition. Yeah, and th- those wide receiver skills were put to good use. He started in the backfield. They they motioned him out of the backfield on man-to-man. They had him one-on-one with a linebacker on the outside. He made a fake instep, and he was gone for the touchdown. And uh, when you have a guy that versatile, it's, it's really an advantage. And the fact that they could find a runner to go with him, I – I hope Mike Davis is the answer for in terms uh, if I'm a Seattle fan, that's really their giant weakness if I'm a fan of the the Seahawks, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to overreact it as one game. If I'm a fantasy guy, I'm picking him up. Shout out to the waiver wire. He might make an appearance on that tonight. I'm not sure. Whoop. Yes. I would I would have bet a lot of money that he would have been featured in your video. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a couple the of waiver wave. I got bro. A waiver what did I say? Waiver wire. wire. Oh, waiver wave, my bad. Come on, man. My Yo, bad. You my give bad. us the wave. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Just gotta write it. But yeah, we out here. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show. Long show today. How how long is this? This is like two hours. Don't worry. We're gonna time. Well, you'll know this if you watch it. So I don't know why I'm saying. Listen it. to yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Say you it. can't watch it, it, but you can listen to it. I mean, you can watch it. You're just not gonna see anything. You can watch your phone the whole time. I don't recommend it. 
All right, Tim. <laughs> it's been too long. I'm a hoot. Tim, I'm a hoot. <laughs> Tim, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me in second place. I wasn't going to flex, but I'll save a little flex for, for a little bit. A little bit. About 500 to get it. I'll, I'll save it for Thursday. Um, they can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but also if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Um, the Waiver Wave coming out today. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, check it out for your waiver pickups before your playoff matchups. Also, the Brodo Fantasy Podcast at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter is where to go for yearly fantasy advice. We are going to be covering every single player in every single game. Check that out, but only if you want to win. And boss? At Endovito27 on Twitter and Instagram. Nick? LandVM10, all social media, at DegenerationBet on Twitter for DFS stuff and uh sports betting and you guys can follow me on twitter at joe sanagato go follow everyone at veterans minimum and our youtube channel youtube.com slash veterans minimum and that is all we'll see you on friday so